and welcome to Call of Cthulhu, Horror on the Orient Express, Chapter 3, La Fleur de Mal. And I'm sure I horribly mispronounced that just like everything else. Uh, so, welcome. We are going to be uh, taking a little trip to Paris this evening. You'll notice that Ian is not able to join us, so Sylvia will just be kind of tagging along, playing guitar, and, and or starting riots. You know, the usual. Just playing guitar in the background the entire session. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are... Uh, last week we left off having made it out of London. Uh, to Dover and then out of Dover to Calais and uh, they are now in Paris along the way they were uh, able to find and figure out what was left behind on a scrap of apparently human flesh as they got a message saying uh, the skinless, uh, skinless one will not be denied, or cannot be denied. Uh, also, there is a bit of a uh, kerfuffle as to whether or not they should leave Dover on the early ferry or the late ferry. Definitely the late ferry. Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and Clifton still has a chip on his shoulder from that. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are picking up tonight in Paris as the train arrives. And at this point, you have successfully made it away from, uh, at least seemingly away from, whoever was after Professor Professorson a.k.a. Professor Smith, in London. I literally just watched that Community episode the other night. <laughs> <laughs> so you seem to have uh, made it scot-free into Paris. Now, obviously, Professor Smith told you that time is of the essence, but you do have a little bit of time. So, now that you are in Paris, the next uh, Orient Express that is going to be leaving the city of Paris is actually not for six days. And then it will be, there will be another one after that. You may board the, the Orient Express and disembark at your leisure. You have purchased tickets across Europe. So, kind of however much time you want to take, it is entirely up to you. Now, we'll be... Oh, go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'll be tracking the time, because different events will be happening in the background, but don't worry, this is not like we had in uh, Rime of the Frost Maiden last campaign, <laughs> where there is a ticking clock looming over you, so... Uh, just as far as we know. <laughs> as far as you know, yes. Right. 
There has been, so the, the next... you know, dwarven message saying that, you know, oh, on this date. <laughs> so this, uh, the next train is in six days. If we don't take that one, do we have to wait another week to, to take the train? Uh, the one following that is three days afterwards. Still, though, we should probably handle our business within the, the almost full week that we have. Uh, yep. Okay, and then let's consult the notes here because there was at least two leads that we wanted to follow in France, right? Uh, yeah, uh, one had his, the owner is supposedly a noble, Fenlick, and uh, the other one was sold uh, in Paris. Um, and is thought to reside in Milan. So we might be able to figure out who purchased it here. Um, I did, I did watch last session. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm not like a hundred percent, um, up to date on exactly like what our goals are here in Paris. So we really uh, like we don't really know yet. Either. <laughs> in in your uh, in your journal, there is a handout under London handouts for uh, Beto's notes, and oh. that is the notes uh, that Beto's took down from Professor Smith about the the simulacrum. So for our audience who can't see this, uh, the, uh, the statement in the notes is, the statue was dismembered in Paris just prior to the French Revolution. Part of it may still be in France. The owner was a noble, Comte Fenelic. Well, we should definitely do some research into this noble. Yep. My 30 in library use will come in real handy. <laughs> I've got some number amount of library use. <laughs> Hold on, let okay, me... Okay, so sorry. Let's... Right, so it was dismembered in Paris. The original old Comte Fenelic is, is going to be a good lead for research. Um... We'll also... There was a piece that was sold in Paris to a guy from Milan. Actually, it just says someone from Milan. Mm -hmm. Is there anything actually thought to be in, in Paris still? There's Trias, uh, Sophia, Kingdom, okay. <laughs> Belgrade. So there's nothing here that says it really indicates that there's probably any actual piece here, but there could be a lot of information here. In, in France, uh, it, it said there is, let's see, uh, part of it may still be in France. The owner was the noble Comte Fenelic. So in Paris specifically, you don't know. It might be. All right, to the library. Where do we know of a good library? Well, literally the best library in the world is uh, in Paris. Oh, that's subjective. Uh, at, at this time, it was pretty much 
uh, pretty much accepted worldwide that uh, Bibliothèque Nationale uh, is the the best in the world. It is certainly the biggest in the world at this time uh, because they are finishing up some renovations, uh, significantly uh, expanding the quote-unquote public areas of the library. So, so I'm it seeing is massive. Three, there's three bibliotheques on the <clears throat> on the reference sheet itself, mm -hmm. the, the legend. Uh, yes. We have six days, so I don't necessarily think we need right now to split up. Uh, I think we should that? Yeah. Um, oh, I should probably be some more character. Um, well, let's head to the Bibliotheque Nationale. That's uh, the best library <laughs> in the world, so I'm told. You did it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It might be good to like get a place to stay. I don't know what time it is here. Uh, it is. Do you, do you have the time, Clifton? Oh yes. Uh, let me check. It would be just um, after two p.m. I, I'm uh, taking a peek at that uh, at that watch. Yeah, he way. opens it at an angle to like he's slick about it, but he yeah he, uh, he's just sort of like shyly like you know ch changes the angle so you can't see inside and uh, I'm gonna it's try to sneak a look here. Uh, so I was gonna say if you're actually trying to hide that, uh, I need opposed checks from you guys. So. Clifton, you're going to roll sleight of hand, and Ooh, Simon, you're going to roll spot hidden. Ah, oh, bummer. <laughs> we well, both failed. Yep. Uh, so, at that point, uh, it kind of it it becomes a tie, which normally, if one person had succeeded. It would go to whoever has the better skill ranking, but since you just failed, Simon, then yep. in this case, you didn't see anything. Yep, that's fine. Bummer, bummer. Okay, uh, yeah, so sorry, what time was it? <laughs> uh, just after two. After two? two? Yeah, I feel like we should check in somewhere uh, ahead of time just so we know, have a place to gather up. Um, I suppose that makes sense. Cat, uh, any thoughts? Cat is like zoning out a little bit. Um, you get the sense that she, because she was asleep on the train, even though it was a short ride over, and you get the sense that she didn't sleep very well. Um... Oh, yes. Um, well, I don't exactly have a lot of money. We we, we were already paid. Uh, oh, yeah, we got $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. A thousand pounds. Right, for uh, a thousand Which pounds. is Sorry. a lot more. So she's, she's not used to having that kind of money. So she... Um, thinks about it for a bit and says um 
Um, perhaps we should go somewhere a bit quiet. Sure. Somewhere not very assuming? Oh, that means... <clears throat> that sounds like that goes hand in hand with uncomfortable and dirty. Oh, Clifton, Clifton. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was the extravagant train not enough for you? <laughs> oh, no, it was wonderful, but I'm not going to be sleeping on the train tonight, am I? You could be. <laughs> uh, somebody, sorry, side, side table talk, whatever. What yeah. time of the year is this again? This is just, this is like January? January, so it is cold. It's not, okay. So at least on the map, we have the options of uh, <clears throat> the Bristol, the Hotel du, du, du Rhin, and the Balmoral Hotel. Mm -hmm. And those three are all very nice. They are extremely nice, in fact. They're not necessarily the nicest in the city, but they're probably the nicest in the city that you'd be able to get on a, you know, on no notice, essentially. Okay. Oh, they're right, they're right off the Champs-Élysées, huh? Yeah. And, oh, wow, they're, like, right in the middle of everything. They're central. Yep. Wait, what's this? The Hotel de, de uh, Invalides, is that, like, a, like, a, is that the asylum for, I don't know what Invalides uh, in French is. Uh, invalid. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it is yeah. a, it's like a. It's a hospital. I think well, it, I think it's it, a hospital. It it is a hospital and asylum. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Well, tell you what. Well, um, sorry, what's Clifton's last name again? I forget. Carlisle. Carlisle. Mr. Carlisle. The third. I, the third. <laughs> I will likely not sleep very well and be uncomfortable no matter where we go. So why don't you decide? Well, in that case, I say we go to the uh, the Hotel du Rhin. Du Rhin. I don't know how to say it. I should, but I don't remember. Since it's the closest to the where we're, the what's it called? What's number five? The Jardin du. I don't know what that is either. I believe it's like a garden. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a garden. I was gonna say, does does anybody speak French? I do. I speak French. <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> My wife does, out yeah, of I mean, character. I conversational French. I mean, I'm sorry. Brian Casey does not. I took three and a half years in high school. <laughs> Nothing stuck. But, uh, chicken sandwich. But, um, Clifton speaks some French. Yep. Should I, should uh, I roll yeah. that? Uh, no. Uh, you have yeah. high enough French that you can kind of figure out. Uh, yes, it is a public garden. Uh, it's, uh, in fact, it is former Royal Garden. Fancy one. Uh, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta go AFK for like 30 seconds. I'm out of power. <laughs> I think his laptop is oh, not God. plugged in. <laughs> I forgot yeah. he was on a laptop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it, it took me a second, like, wait, what? Um. Well, we're in Paris, so I decided to um, uh, drink for the occasion. Oh, nice. So, Ooh. Anything good? Eh, it's just some Prosecco. 
Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Prosecco is fun. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, well, turn down a Prosecco. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So, <laughs> I like to think that Clifton uh, actually walks away for a moment while Brian walked away. And I lean into the <laughs> and I say, um, I get the feeling he does not have to budget very often. No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. We're going to run out of money very fast, aren't we? Uh, I think I'm holding on to it, so we should be okay. Oh, good. I mean, it... because of... Josh did say, like, one of these sessions that it's like $100,000 roughly in like yeah, modern uh, time. Money. Yeah, so, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it would take it's a big budget. It would take effort to go through that. Just remember, Mr. Ashford, that that money is for all of us. Oh yeah, I mean, I we can certainly split it up. I, I'm just the one that had the suitcase, so. Right. <laughs> Whether or not you <laughs> believe her uh... is up to you. <laughs> So the uh, let's say that Clifton was he he had he had wandered off to look at a street sign, and has now come back and is uh, well. It's this way, friends. All right. Uh, Lead the way, Mister Carlisle. Lead the way. Do you want to always taxi? What sort of public uh, transportation do they have in Paris? Uh, at, at this point in time, Everything. none. None no? to speak of. Oh shit. Uh oh. They, I mean, they have several train systems, but none that are, like, within the city. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, buses really aren't terribly much of a thing at this time. Uh, so, yeah, basically your best bet would be to get uh, a taxi, and that could be either a horse-drawn carriage, uh, you know, coach taxi, or an actual automobile. Uh, but it is only a couple of miles away, so you could just hoof it. Ah, oh, I'm fine either way. It might save us some time if we hike a ride, or hitch a ride. Go we hire a car, and as he's even asking, he's putting his arm on it. <laughs> you're, you're waiting for a bit with your arm up. I mean, it's, it's not quite like, you know, New York of today. <laughs> Okay. Sure. Uh, but eventually you do see a uh, taxi going by that you can wave down. And where to? The Hotel de, de Rennes. Du ah, Rennes. Uh, 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 American? Oui. Ah, <laughs> ah, and he seems kind of like nonplussed about this and uh attempts to kind of poorly but attempts to chat with you guys in english uh on the way to the hotel uh seems you know fairly uh fairly upbeat taxi driver anything you guys want to ask him or just kind of let let time pass um yeah i'll actually ask him about uh current events anything interesting happening Oh yes. Uh, well, the uh, the protests are set for a few days from now. Uh, we are expecting many travelers. Are you here for them? Uh, no, no, we aren't. Well, 
be careful in the streets. Uh, there, there are many people protesting the, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, reparations payments. Uh, our, our government is, is working to force Germany to, to make their reparations payments. And many people feel that we have made a fair de uh, an unfair deal, excuse me, and uh, are, are coming to the city to, to protest. Uh, we, we expect many people from all over the world, uh, Germans, Americans, Englishmen, uh, are coming here to, to uh, try to convince our government to uh, uh, forgive some of the payments. Understandable. About the uh, the people in the streets, I guess. Sorry. Uh, the, I I have no real uh, uh, opinion on the matter. Uh, it's it's good for business, though. There are other Americans here protesting. Oh yes, uh, I actually have. Had good business the past couple of weeks. Oh, good I had to, to brush up on my English. Oh, you speak fine. Or you speak very well. <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. Oh, thank you. Uh, it doesn't take long to, to get you guys to the hotel, and he, you know, helps you uh, with your... Relatively meager luggage. Uh, look at Clifton again. Super Clifton. <laughs> yeah, I don't have meager luggage. I got significant luggage. <laughs> I got like a at least a big ass one of those huge steamer trucks, and then like, probably something else too. I'll uh, and he and as, as we get out, I'll I'll just he won't even look at the luggage. He'll just be I'll go book us some rooms. <laughs> now are we and, uh uh one thing before uh before he the the taxi driver drives off he does kind of lean into uh simon uh since you are uh new here and uh I, i'm not sure how long you'll be staying but since there are others in town be wary of anybody wearing a uh, a a black shirt, a a button black shirt. Okay, but like black. Uh, actually, might I ask why? Are those the people in the protests? Uh, are you not aware of Italy and what is going on? Good question. Am I? That is a good question. Uh, can I roll history? Yeah, I think I'll roll history. My horrible, horrible yep. history. I'll, I'll also roll history. That's a fail. Uh, I will try to roll history, but I can find it. Oh, there we go. Oh, nice. Ooh. Ooh. So with a hard success, uh, yes, you in fact do know uh, what he's referring to. The difficulty on this actually was hard because nice. you guys aren't Americans. And so far, this hasn't really made much in the world news. But uh, there is 
a political rival trying to uh, take over uh, Italy right now, a uh, gentleman by the name of Benito Mussolini. Yeah, that fine, uh, fine that fellow. I think about that. Is known for his army of uh, former, uh, essentially former military men and uh, extremely violent racists. Uh, known as the black shirts because they all wear black shirts, black button shirts. Right. So I'll, as soon as the taxi cab says, like, are you not aware of what's going on? Um, Katarina will actually lean over to Simon and say, it's Mussolini's men, the black shirts. And the, uh, the taxi driver kind of looks around. Uh, Good day. And <laughs> I'll make sure to. Looks it out. Yeah. Tip him. That's going to be an interesting backdrop for when we visit Italy. <laughs> yes, um, surprise, surprise, 1923 Italy is not exactly what we would call stable. Um, not something I thought of. Perhaps the four of us should establish a cover story while we're here. Yeah, um, that's actually a very good point. Um, we're researching something? Are any of us schooled enough for that? <laughs> to pass for that, I mean. I mean, we're, we're talking like education, right? Uh, stat score? Because, yeah, I've, I've been to college. Uh, my... As have I. <laughs> Casey in chat says, usually your cover isn't what you're actually doing. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> no, that's, that's lies have a but, truth to them. Right. <laughs> but also, like, I mean, are we independent researchers? Are we um, faculty from some college? I mean, are we making something up or are we just uh, winging it, so to speak? Yes. Let's say we are uh, faculty from a university in America, because that'll be an easy cover. Uh, where are you folks from? I'm from Arkham. So, New England? Yes, just north of and Boston. And Mr. Atrid. Oh, uh, sorry, New York. New York. So, I think the Upper East Coast would be a good candidate for any university we claim to be from. I Mr. do. Mr. Marquez will just have to, I don't know. Uh, Silvio just kind of looks at you like I'm I'm well, here he's, working he's our, you. Our, I'm assisting yeah he's our, he's our uh, field guide type guy or something so somewhere in New York probably perhaps Boston but I'm from Greenwich so it would make sense I didn't actually uh, side note out of character I didn't actually decide on an alma mater but that might make sense if we were from one of our alma maters. Wait. Except for Simon is lying about where he's from. Uh, okay. What are you talking about? He would never yeah, do such a thing. Between Simon, <laughs> between Simon Clifton and Silvio, which of you has the highest appearance stat? Let me check Silvio's sheet. I got a 75. Are you 80, Clifton? 
I believe so. I keep losing my, my character sheet. I don't know why I keep closing it. Silvio yes, has 35. Eight. Nice. Oh, poor Silvio. Not a priority for him. So, yeah, 80 is Clifton. Okay. Um, Mr. Carlisle, um, I have a proposition for you. I'm all ears. Um, you should be my fiance for this excursion only. Um, wow. of course. We can wing it. It'll help us pass in public. Very well. I consent. And she'll take your arm. <laughs> this is a disaster in names? the making. <laughs> not yet. It's not a disaster yet. In the making. We are not married yet. Should we use our weapon? And that's the first time she's used anyone's first name. So, monikers or no? Oh. Should we have pseudonyms? How careful do we need to be? Also, perhaps we shouldn't be having this, this discussion in the hotel lobby. <laughs> I imagine that we've had this discussion once we've gotten our room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. I, don't, I don't believe I'm well known enough that a moniker is necessary. Not by any means. I don't think any of us are famous in, in particular. Although, if someone's chasing us from... If the Turks are after us, and they've gotten word to their compatriots on the mainland, they might be looking for us by name. Mm, that is true. Uh, how about you call me... Um... Marco. Well, if we're just coming up with names off the top of our head, why don't you call me Montgomery Fairchild? Hey. Oh boy. Very well, Monty. Monty Fairchild. <laughs> okay. I just put it in the chat because otherwise I'd forget. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yep. Okay. So, where to next? It is a. Uh, let's see. Let me check the calendar here. Actually, when was the last time we ate? Uh, on the train. Every scene of eating. You you would have had lunch on the train. Oh, I probably. Probably uh, Once we're all checked in and everything, I'd probably uh, present Cat with the the dress I obtained uh, to help her fit in a little bit better. Uh, but only if she wants it. Um, Where did you get this? Found it on the train. If. Found this. She holds it up like she's never seen something this nice before. You? F what do you mean you found this, Mister Ashford? Did you do something uncouth? Uh, perhaps. 
Oh my. Is there... I mean, no. No, not at all. This is all legit. <laughs> well, on the one hand, I have the feeling this is going to come back to bite us later. But on the other hand, this is a very striking dress. Um, and we are in a pretty upscale hotel. <sighs> I mean, we we can also probably go find other clothes as well. Um, we've got enough money for it. Um, <laughs> I have to resist the urge to, uh, um, how do I say this? Waste Professor Smith's money. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. But you're not entirely wrong. <laughs> I, I would like to point out that Beddoes let you guys know this is your money. This is payment for what you're doing, and there is more money that will be received at the end of the job. If we oh, so it's for <laughs> Well, he didn't yeah, say that. Right, right wasn't yeah. Pride, but... Well, very it's well, we're here. We're in Paris for six days. I would be... It would be criminal for me to not at least go a little fashion shopping. And I did check. It is actually Sunday, so the library would not be open today. So... Oh, well, then. That's the perfect That's excuse, it then. Um, Wait, do you no. think that... The, the Louvre is another good stop for us. Yeah. Or... And actually, we could probably ask the uh, uh, concierge, like if they might have a directory of, like, we might be able to look up this uh, comte. Um, I don't know about that, but there might be someone at the at the concierge desk who can help us uh, figure out notable places within the city to go. We can make believe we're tourists. All right. Quick clarification. In your notes, it does say that the Comte was the last person who had it pre-revolution. Right. So this is a... So, yeah, he's, he, he is so long he's a starting point for further research. Right. So do they have like a, a national record, well, or city records area? I know like London did uh, at this point in time, where you might be able to take a look at deaths, births, um, marriages, that sort of stuff? So, uh, sort of. That would be in the library, the National Library. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, we could go sightseeing. We could buy some stuff and uh, take it easy for a night. Can we... How we... Josh, how many locations in uh, France are we likely to? I asked because I guess I, I don't. I didn't really specify where this Arthur Beaumont cat was residing in France, but Paris seems to be as good a place as any. You, you have no idea how much time you're going to spend here, or how many locations you're going to go. Okay, can we can we say Mr. Beaumont then is in Paris? Absolutely. I'd actually like to look him up. I'll go shopping with uh, Cat. Uh, yeah. 
Briefly. We have an important <laughs> task ahead of us. That's true. But so nothing we can do today. I'm saying in character briefly, but how how late are you guys shopping? Because <laughs> you have the you have the kind of money that you can keep stores open past their closing. Oh God, time. can I oh can God. I roll to see how? Um, I don't even know if this makes sense, but I I I feel like Katarina is torn a little bit between like, um, so she's someone who 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 believes magic to be real. So she's very concerned about what's going on. She doesn't think it's a hoax. She she thinks this is really important, regardless of the money. Mm -hmm. She also is super cool with going out and buying lots of expensive dresses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would think that we wouldn't want to stay out too late because of the... Uh, um... The, black the, shirts. The, pro the protests and the yeah. black shirts, yeah. Oh, the protests too, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll just, hit, we'll hit, like, a shop. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, you are able to get some clothes. Uh, nothing, you know, too budget-busting, but, uh, yes. I really should be doing this with my fiancé, shouldn't I? <laughs> hey, you chose oh, well. him. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, Clifton, and uh, you are able to track down your former associate. Uh, he is actually, uh, he is in Paris. He uh, is uh, south of the river. Um, there's kind of a more residential area, and you are able to find a public directory. Uh, in a nearby post office and track him down. Can I give him a ring before I just show up? They have phones, right? Uh, yes. Uh, he would have a phone. So I'll give him a call. Mm. Uh, Arthur, old friend. All right, maybe he has a he has a head butler. I'm not really sure how rich, how rich he is, but he did go to school with me, so he's probably relatively well. Uh, our other old friend. He doesn't have. It's your old. He doesn't have a butler. Clifton. Oh, sorry. Okay, so he answers the phone. The phone then. Mm-hmm. Our other old friend. It's your old pal Clifton. I'm in Paris oh. for a few days, and I thought we could maybe spend some time together. Yes, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to. What are you doing this evening? Uh, not much. Uh, I... I was getting ready to retire for the evening, but that can change. You still have, uh, you still have a taste for that, uh, brandy we used to like so much back in college? <laughs> I have a bottle of it sitting on my shelf now. Wonderful. I will be over post-haste. <laughs> and he'll you know hail a cab either way either one either type yep. doesn't really matter just make sure not to step in the forest stones <laughs> yeah uh, assuming you don't have any specific plans uh, you guys are able to share a quiet evening between two friends catching up I do want to ask him about um 
like sort of surreptitiously, I'm going to hint that I'm on a grand adventure. And I may be in need of some specialized equipment. And I hope that I can call upon him to see to uh, use his local contacts if needed. Uh, what what kind of equipment? Well, let's just say some Turks tried to murder us in London. Might be weapons related. Hmm. Very well. What? Are you looking more for weapons of war or weapons for hunting? I have different contacts, so depends on what you need. Well, probably war, considering I'm more familiar with them from, you know, my time in France, the last time I was here. Hmm. Well, uh, yes, uh, it'll take me a couple of days to round up some uh, acquaintances, uh, are, is there anything in particular you're looking for? I want to make sure that my I get the right contacts who have uh, contacts who have the right items. Okay, so, so I, I need to do a side thing because I meant to bring this up beforehand, Josh. But mm -hmm. um, so you say we have generally our 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 stuff with us, but like there's certain weapons in this thing that are more likely to, to for people to have and less likely for people to have you know what i mean he has a he has quite a bit of money but would he really have like a thompson like in his steamer trunk you know what i mean oh, thompson's are so, cheap I <laughs> thompson's at this point in time thompson's were literally mail order in the u.s they were surplus and you could get them for like 20 bucks us at the time i don't know they're so common i couldn't see clifton having one yeah, uh, that's. He definitely I, has a Thompson then. Uh, <laughs> you, you like a, a drum magazine. Those were, those were not super common at the time. I know you always see Tommy guns with the drum magazine and you know gangster movies, but not not the most common. You'd have a, a standard magazine for it, but yeah, you you can absolutely back. have one. I you just have, like, a custom that. ordered one with like your name engraved on it and shit. He's not skilled in... in that's filigree. like a different category. <laughs> so he would probably just have like a a bolt-action 30-06 and a pump-action shotgun, 12-gauge. I don't... Wait, the... Yeah. Okay. So um, I guess he would be asking for something a little bigger. I, nah, see, okay, now I'm I'm sort of... I guess I don't really know where I was going with this because, like, um, he wouldn't have any like th thought that like we're gonna fight a shogoth or anything because they don't even oh. exist in his head. So I don't even know what to ask for now. Ah, oh, dang it! Think Sorry, about I it. And we, can, we can circle back around. That's okay. 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 Well, otherwise the evening passes pretty much without too much of a note. Uh, however, something does happen while you guys are sleeping this evening. So, Kat. Oh, what are oh, the God. room arrangements again? Do we have two rooms? Oh, or That is a good question. I mean, what? 
Do, do they do sweets? Uh, yes. Uh, the, there would be a sweet available. Obviously, it's a bit pricey, but that that would be an option. Uh, two separate rooms would be cheaper, though. We should just do two separate rooms, then. Okay. That's fine by That's, me. Silvio says, uh, I'm sleeping on the floor either way. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose y'all... I, I suppose I should have to stay with my um, fiancé. <laughs> Do they have cots? Isn't that right, Monty Beer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of you can sleep on the couch. We could just do one room then. Provided no, like one two of beds. Them. Two beds, couch. I'm no. assuming that is not. No? Okay. There, there's probably just one bed per room. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Kat, while you are sleeping... Oh, good. Oh, one thing I should quick ask. Uh, are, <laughs> can we have adjoining rooms? Uh, yeah, you would have arranged that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think the default, just, we're going to be doing these details a lot in this campaign, I imagine. So I think the default should probably be two rooms next to each other, joining, if possible. Yeah. If it if it is not that, I will let you guys know then. Okay, cool, cool. Okay. So yes, once again, while you were sleeping. Now wait a second. The current interruption. <laughs> <laughs> wait, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you actually in your dream, you are standing in the middle of a street that you're pretty sure was one that you had walked down earlier today and you're looking around and there's there's nobody on the streets but you feel a cold wind blow through and when you you know kind of shiver like that you just by reflex kind of breathe in heavily and you smell it almost smells like rot, decay. Uh -huh. It is almost nauseating. Not quite, but there is something in the air. Um. And right about then, you get literally ripped out of your dream. And your cat is standing on your chest. I, she, like tumbles for a second because she didn't expect it and she and I'm probably the cat like leaps off of her and she just says hey, where did you come from don't wake wake Clifton yeah can, I, can I see if I woke up uh, nope you are you are supernaturally asleep right now what are you doing here Saving you, apparently. Something dead was after you. When? In Paris? Just now. In the dream? Yes. But how did you even get here? I The last time I saw you was in Arkham. How do I get anywhere, my child? 
I kind of bats at your forehead. Ow. That was uncalled for. So are your questions. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for saving me, waking me. How do I avoid that in the future? I haven't figured that quite out yet. But your friends, they're not as dumb as they look. They might be able to help you out. She it seems to be... The, the thing that came after you seems to be linked to the artifact that you're chasing. Okay. How do you know about that? That's something for another day. <sighs> for now, at least, I have my eyes on you. Don't worry. Oh, good. The talking cat has its eyes on me. I swear, sometimes I think I'm going crazy. More oh, you're you're far time. past that. Oh, good. I've been in your head. I should know. Could you not? I could. Fine then. Something was after me. You have assisted me. I am definitely losing my marbles. Thank you. Please don't wake the others. Don't worry. Good. The last thing I need is for them to think I'm loopy, which I most clearly am. <laughs> Well, at least for tonight, sleep the dreamless dream. And Cat jumps off your, your bed and kind of walks into the shadows and is gone. <laughs> I think she probably tries to go back to sleep, but ends up pacing for most of the rest of the night. Um, just trying to put two and two together and after the cat is gone you do notice that Clifton kind of uh, stirs a bit and Clifton you do wake up to, to cat pacing around the room what time did something happen oh, Mr. Carlisle please you startled me. I startled you. I'm sorry what? if I woke you. It's all right. Just, um, you seem very agitated. I'm fine. And she says that way too quickly and way too loudly for it to be true. I'm fine. Just clearing my head. Just clearing my head. Right. Well, it's important to do. Uh, what what time is it? He looks at his watch. It it's like it's like the three in the morning. Yeah. 
Alright, well, if nothing's amiss, then I'm going to try to go back to sleep. You sure you're alright? Um, you didn't have any strange dreams, did you? Nothing out of the ordinary, no. Of course. I'm fine. Um, please, just forget about it. And she'll she'll lie back down. He'll put his elaborate sleeping mask back in his eyes because he has one of those. <laughs> try to go back to sleep. Actually, he won't try. I bet he never has had any trouble sleeping in his life. Oh wait, no, he does get nightmares. Well, whatever. Meanwhile, in the other room, Simon and Sylvia are just sawing logs. I think Kat, um, as a final touch on this scene, um, still kind of like smelling a twinge of that rot from the from the dream, like almost, you know, in the back of her mind, uh, will spray a little bit of perfume, just like, and then lie back down again. Sounds good. So otherwise, the night passes without without event. And you wake up refreshed in the morning. Well, most of you wake up refreshed in the morning. Right. I'll be right back real quick. And actually, we'll go ahead and take our break a little bit early. It's five till eight, so uh, we'll go ahead and take our break, and we will be back in a bit. All right. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you for waiting around during the break. And thank you, Alorana, or however you pronounce your name, for subscribing. Very much appreciated. I think that was a pretty valiant effort at pronouncing it. I mean, yeah. Pronouncing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it is the next morning. So. It's Monday the 8th. What are you guys going to do? We should do some research. Oh, I think your audio is muted. Brian, I can't hear you. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know if I can no, hear we, you either. We can't hear you at all. I can't hear anyone. Can you hear me? Oh, can you hear me? I can hear 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So... Okay. Now I can hear you. You're... Oh, you can. Okay. Yeah. I was doing push to talk to try and minimize any echoing, but now I'm okay. Oh well. To the bibliotheque. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the entire morning, like on the way to the library, as we're leaving the hotel, as we're leaving the room, like basically the whole first like hour of the day, um, Cat is very like. Just looking around, like very alert, very suspicious of her surrounding. Sniffing the air. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nothing seems out of place. Uh, I am going to have you roll spot hidden. Okay. And I am going to give you a bonus die. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm not even, she's not even really necessarily looking for anything specific so much as she's just like, everyone else should get the feeling like she's being very paranoid. And I got a success. Uh, so, yeah, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary, but you do notice uh, a, a group of three men that are wearing... Uh, black shirts and black pants. Uh, they definitely do appear to give up, uh, give off the vibe of the uh, the black shirts. I'll uh, very casually, without drawing attention to myself, point them out to Simon. Hmm. Noted. Do they appear to be following us, or are they just like around? Yeah. Okay, just around. Okay. On on your walk from the hotel to the library. Okay. Uh, is Cat's behavior worrisome to me? Uh, roll psychology. <laughs> nope. Nope, seems perfectly normal. Cat, she's just kind of <laughs> weird. I mean, yeah, she is. And she's not remember, weird, guys, that... weird, but she's weird. Uh, you can always push failed rolls if you want. Uh, there, there are consequences for failing them again, but you always have the opportunity to. I'm not trying to encourage you to do no, so. No, I, I know. Not, that out. not for something like this. Yeah. Clifton is definitely keeping a close eye on Cat since the incident in the hotel room. Uh, but other than that, it's just he's mostly nonchalant on the way there. Sounds good. Well, you do make it to the library. I mean, it's only a couple of blocks away. And the library, because it is an official, you know, state-run library... There are parts of it that are available to the public and other parts that are not. But you do go into the public entrance and uh, the library is absolutely massive. Uh, it is really a sight to behold. Uh, and when you enter in, there is still signs of the construction that has been ongoing in here for a couple of years. 
but uh, you kind of enter in off of a garden and come in the main entrance and there is kind of a rotunda here that you are in and a desk that is off to the right hand side where the head librarian uh, that is on duty at least is currently sitting. Uh, and you get the uh, looking around you get the idea that you're probably not going to be allowed into the rest of the library without appointment or some sort of allowance. Time for Clifton to do his magic, to work his magic. Yes, work uh, that, he will work that brass tongue of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, very ghost of you, my dear. I do <laughs> love that, uh, that oh, the witty banter that we have. Uh, okay, so... So, uh, this guy is actually just another token that you will be encountering momentarily, but the desk over here is kind of where the librarian is. Greetings, uh, was it a woman or a man? A uh, man. Greetings, monsieur. Um, and then he's going to speak in his best French, because um, he can speak that, sort of. Uh... And he's going to, let's see here. Um, we are, uh, my companions and I are looking to do some research. Uh, the first lead we would like to follow through was a Comte uh, Fenelic, uh, right around what he was up to right around the, uh, the revolution in 17, whatever it was, I can't remember that. <laughs> And <laughs> as you start talking, uh, one, I am actually going to ask for a French role here to, you know, it, it is going to matter how well you get the point across to him. Yeah, I, yeah, I figured. Yeah, those guys here. Hey, uh, you did get a success, so it is, you are able, uh, are able to make yourself clear However, uh, partway through your attempted, you know, explanation, uh, the the librarian is like, Sir, it, it appears that you are not from around here. Uh, while I appreciate you at least speaking in our tongue, I would ask that you, uh, well, we have norms around here. And first off, do you have a letter of introduction from your uh, institution that you are here representing, or are you here on private matters? You know, I uh, must have left a, the letter back at the hotel. So let's <laughs> say for now I'm on private matters. Very well. So, are you needing access to public records, or are you looking for access to more of our historical documents? 
definitely historical documents. Mm. Very well. Uh, you mentioned a Comte Fedelic. Uh, are we talking pre or post revolution? Well, uh, he was active just before the revolution. That activity is what we are most interested in. Mm. Well, at this point, much of what you are likely looking for would be readily available. However, I, despite your surprisingly uh, good talent with our language, I believe that much of the records would be a bit beyond your comprehension. You get kind of the feeling that he's trying to uh, give you a really, really clumsy backhanded compliment. Yeah, Clifton doesn't know anything about those. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just see how we do, huh? Give it the old college try. Can't hurt, can it? And he looks at you like, mm. well, that is up to you. However, it might be recommended that you take one of our assistants with you. Ah, wonderful. That is that's a, that's a wonderful suggestion, and I will accept your offer. Very well. Uh, uh, sorry, responding to somebody here. Um, so uh, at this point, the librarian kind of and calls over uh, this other token that I had to move out of the way. Uh, <laughs> Remy, good sir. Uh, we have some visiting Americans that are looking to do some research in pre-revolutionary historical figures. Uh, would you care to help them navigate the records? And Remy is clearly a probably like college, maybe graduate student age. So we're talking like 21, 22 uh, from the look of him and also clearly overworked he's got bags under his eyes and Aww. is obviously very tired Forward. and yeah. also, uh, friendly, he... someone younger than me <laughs> <laughs> uh he kind of nods uh and about this time the uh the the librarian kind of looks back and sees uh, Simon up at the, the desk, and are you with this gentleman? Uh, kind of staring at you. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. I'm just, uh, uh, disappointed that we, uh, we didn't bring that letter, Clifton. <clears throat> well, Oh, if you are going to be here multiple days, you can always bring it back. However, uh, the the items that you would likely be looking for would be available in our public halls. All right. And I, uh, I would have said uh, just, uh, Monty, not Clifton. Sorry. Right. Ah. 
Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, as a housekeeping, would we have a letter from the Janus Society, or is this something we would have to forge or something? Like, this is, you know oh, what I mean? Like, it's we, something I, you'd have to forge. He's asking for a letter from a institution of higher learning sort of thing. Yeah, actually, okay. An actual university. Does anyone know how to forge things? Never mind. We don't talk about this here. Uh, <laughs> you just loudly <laughs> declare that in the middle of a... Does anybody know how to commit forgery? Anybody? This is a library. There should be books on it, right? <laughs> Not exactly the internet, but... Um, well, Remy, nice to meet you. I'm Montgomery Fairchild. I shouldn't... Oh, damn it. Uh, onward to the records of the nobility prior to the just prior to the revolution shall we very well uh, we'll see what we can find for you uh, can you tell me more about what you're looking into well our primary subject at the moment is Pont Fenelik he was up to some business just prior to the revolution, and what business he was up to is what we are primarily interested in, at least as a jumping-off point, you know, for further research. Hmm. Very well. Uh, that is not much to go on, but we might be able to find a few records of him. Did we, let me consult the notes here. Well, he was in, we have it on good authority that he was present in Paris just prior to the revolution, if that helps. Mm -hmm. It does narrow it down some. He likely traded in um, antiquities. Antiquities. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, let us see what we can find. And he leads you off to uh, one of the, the halls of records. And everybody who is participating, I am going to have you roll a library use. I'm going to roll for Silvio. Oh my goodness. You did say this is going to come up. Uh... So I failed by nine, so I'm going to spend nine luck points to succeed. Sounds good. Because I would like to succeed. Yeah, for those of you uh, listening to the audio version, Simon has rolled nothing but failure. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, You're here for protection. You may want to check. You still have Whisper to keep her on. No, I, I know. I just switched it off. Okay. Okay. And... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to like weigh what, what kind of a consequences for botching a push roll in library use would be. Starting the library on fire. Probably drop a book stack on someone. Yeah. <laughs> you so can't the whole shelf. Cat did have a success. You don't well, you know can... if that's going to be sufficient. All right. You can you can say you're going to push, and then Josh can tell you what the drawback would be, and then you can decide mm -hmm. not to. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Let's, let's explore that. We haven't done this yet. So <laughs> let's, let's explore uh, that. Okay. 
What would be so, the consequences of a push? Uh, basically, while you're looking around in records, you you know you're worried that you might get a little frustrated and possibly get something out of place or uh, do something that could potentially damage records. <laughs> so we would get kicked out of the library. Yeah, I'm concerned about that because it, they might also kick the rest of you out along with me. Um, yeah, we're here with you. You're our ticket. I kind of want to do I kind of want to do it just to just to do it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, well, what's your what's your uh, what's your? We don't. We do thirty. 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 It's only thirty, so it's not, it wasn't great chances in the first place. Yeah, and then we do have other uh, libraries to try. Sorry. Um, but you do know we, that this is kind of the the big library, so. How much luck are you willing to spend if you fail? Can't spend luck on push. You can't spend luck on a push? Nope. When you push, it is whatever you get. Uh, Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I will not push. Okay. Uh, So, with that, uh, you guys do spend pretty much, you know, the entire day... uh, Sorting through records and pre-internet, of course, you can't just Google something. Looking around is going to take, okay, pulling up the card catalog on this subject, searching this book and that book, and et cetera, et cetera. And with Remy's help, Cat uh, and Remy together are able to come across a record from a different noble uh and it does actually mention the the comte in it and i am going to share with you guys So for our uh, our listeners, yeah, okay. Yep, I was actually going to ask if you could, since you were the the, the one that found it. Absolutely, from the diary of Mademoiselle de Brienne, June seventeen eighty nine. The Comte was like a sun amongst us, shedding his light and making all rejoice in his pleasures. His feasts are said to be the most lavish and lavish and lascivious, let yet seen in our city. It was then that it became apparent that much evil was afoot and the queen became angered. The king's men did raid the house, and much was destroyed, and the comte was arrested. Are you going to find out that this thing was the catalyst catalyst for the entire French Revolution? (laughs) That would be really funny. Um, So we could look at prison records, and also if... uh... Or Remy... Um, and I assume that as we're talking to Remy, we're either translating through Clifton or he knows English. Um, Remy does know English not terribly well, but okay. he's able to sort through some some things. Remy, do you know what might have happened to the Comte's possessions when his house was raided? 
Uh, well, if if he was raided by the king and queen's men, uh, then any records of his possessions and anything that happened with that, uh, well, it would most likely be in uh, the Bibliothèque de, de la Arsenal. Hmm. That's... Uh, Clifton would recognize that is basically the military library. Okay. Um, are, those rep are those records public as well, or would we require that letter that we left at the hotel? Glare. Well, uh, I could get you in there for a day. Anything past that would be pushing it. So hopefully we could find the, the records if we look tomorrow. That would be spectacular, sir, if you could do that for us. Thank you. Yeah, much appreciated. Uh, just all that I ask is please make sure that you follow my lead when we are there. It you have to understand the the government right now is a bit on edge with everything going on with the upcoming protests. Of course. <laughs> So with that, you guys are able to complete a little bit more research today in the main library. And kind of going off this one record, you are able to find more information about these parties that the Comte hosted. Uh, apparently, there were several uh, high-ranking individuals within the Queen's court uh, that on the eve of the revolution attended parties with various minor nobles and the Comte was one of them. Uh, after the uh, after the palace uproar uh, there was uh, a there are records of a German count named Fenelik that was apparently executed without trial. Well, that's the end of him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to clarify. You not... said that... I, I think I would say that uh, trail went dead. Something's coming off his head. So, this. Uh, you said that several members of the Queen's court attended a party of, of a party of the con counts or just a party the night before the revolution. Well, on no, the eve of the revolution, there. you imagine is kind of flowery language of right before the revolution, not necessarily the oh, night before. I got you. That makes sense. Okay. This is all this is all the stuff leading up to his execution is the is, is what you're saying. That's what it appears, okay. yes. And he was and he was probably German. He was executed without trial. Uh and I just I just I didn't I wasn't thinking, but Beto's notes imply that the simulacrum was fractured <laughs> probably before this stuff happened now. Chat has requested more 
So chatted what? Chad has chatted. collected more dad jokes. Oh god. <laughs> so get on. Get on more that. dad jokes. I'm a masochist. <laughs> right. <laughs> The statue was dismembered in Paris just prior to the revolution. Part of it may still be in France. The owner was a noble. So, it, okay. So he probably had it and... All right. It seems likely what I'm getting that, is that he owned the, the statue and it was in his, in his estate when it was raided that those records might be available in this other bibliotheque. Um, yeah. Yep. And then yeah. we might be able to figure out exactly what happened to it. Yeah, the implication I'm getting is that the royals figured out something was going on and the sundering of the artifact was related to the execution of the count. But okay. I guess this is this is we're gonna have to call it a day though pretty soon, right? Uh yes. It is it goes. is uh it is late afternoon, so it is kinda getting time when the public would be ushered out of the, the library. Politely, but yes. You probably don't have much time. Are there, uh, like, any other academics around? Quite a few, actually. Would any of them have a letter of introduction? Oh, no. Possibly. Oh, no. <laughs> Just, uh... Just see what happens to fall into my hands here. <clears throat> oh, I, I off the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking for an opportunity to acquire perhaps a bit more. Uh, yeah, leverage <laughs> at this uh, library or any library. Okay, make your roll. Uh, sleight of hand or luck or what are you thinking? Oh, uh, yeah. If you're trying to acquire somebody else's uh, letter, it would be sleight of hand. There we go. <clears throat> so not only a success, a hard success, uh, which is actually what would be required. Uh, so yes. You are able to find a uh, pair of English-speaking academics that uh, do have a letter of introduction from a university in the UK. The uh, Specifically, it is the Royal University, which is kind of a uh, smaller offshoot of uh, the Oxford University. <clears throat> Okay. So it is not quite as prestigious, despite the name, but it is uh, still a respected university in the UK. Okay. Excellent. <clears throat> is it something that I might have to uh, to forge uh, one for us specifically, or um, or is it just like does it list their names? Yeah. So, since you have given your names and there are names on the letter. You would have to either alter this one or, you know, use it as a template. Make a new one. Gotcha. Consider that my nighttime work. Okay. 
Um, so, oh, go ahead. Should we set a time to meet with Remy at this other library? Yeah. Because he said it could, he could get us in. Yeah, and is this something that uh, he's that that would be uh, tippable, like to say thank you? Uh, I know as Americans we like to tip, but I don't know. Uh, if I get the idea if he wants one or not. So, as a general rule, tipping is not really a thing in Paris at this time. However, you get the feeling that what he has offered to do is, we'll say, above and beyond. So, kind of, it could go either way. Um, you know what? I, th- I think I will. I mean, he's, he's already offered to do it, so it's not like I'm bribing him. Uh, it's, so it's more like a, you're really cool. And I know you're going out of your way, uh, for this and this is for your troubles sort of a thing. So I don't, yeah, I would get him some money that way. Hey, roll charm. And you got a success. Uh, Remy manages to kind of suppress his slight offense at this. While I appreciate the offer, what I am doing is just something to help out a fellow academic. And with that, he still takes the money anyway. Thank you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Very well. And he goes off to one of the side rooms from the entrance. And uh, it, as he opens it up to walk in, you can see that it's basically kind of a side study room this is kind of his closet sized office hmm is there anything interesting in there (laughs) (laughs) you're not close enough to tell all right okay uh anything in particular that you guys are looking to do this evening to see what the other people um decide first <laughs> that might just dis- that might change my answer okay. uh yeah so simon will see what he can do about uh getting a letter of introduction that looks uh that looks pretty good for us okay so i need you to roll so I- the Art skill forgery. Ah, okay. So, auto fail. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, it does have a default uh, of five. Oh, so, roll a d100. Oh my god. Okay. Here we go. 
Mm. Oh, but only 15 away. Yeah, I know. It's a little tempting. I loan him well, my. We don't need it for for tomorrow because Remy's already gonna let us into this place. Yeah, I know. I was thinking like for other uh, right. <clears throat> other libraries we might come to. You know what? I I will. I'll invest the fifteen. Okay. So, uh, are you looking to alter the existing one or create a new one with that template? Uh, create a new one with this template. Okay. And what college is the one that has sent you guys to Europe, apparently? <laughs> um, where did Clifton go? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, what's the prestigious school in Connecticut? Uh, Some hoity-toity. He went to. But, well, no, he doesn't have to be in Connecticut. Let's just say he went to Yale and not be cliched and say Harvard. But I can't think of <laughs> Ivy League schools back in the day. I mean, he's okay. the, he's his family's the type of wealthy where even if he was had terrible grades, they would have just paid for a new library and he would have got in regardless. You know, so. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Roll a d6 to choose your Ivy League school. Nice. <laughs> and if you ask um, Katarina, she just says, Harvard. Miskatonic University. <laughs> is Miskatonic is one of... uh, pretty well known? Oh, very, very well known. It's basically Harvard. It's basically Harvard. Is it Harvard? <laughs> uh, did uh, Kat actually go there? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, why don't we do that? And since it sounds like uh, Clifton Kat probably... has a 70 in education. Yeah. So you probably know like what the letterhead would look like and everything. better educated in Clifton by I think a lot <laughs> well are you <laughs> are you telling anybody that you're doing this or are you just doing this in private um actually so I'll probably get to the point where I realize that I need to do something about a school and then uh <laughs> so, so I might pop my head into the adjoining room and uh ask uh you know if if we did have a letter of introduction from a school what would it be and what would the letterhead look like? <laughs> so. <laughs> and I think Katarina would just go, oh no. <laughs> Mr. Ashford, what are you Oh, check it Mr. out. Mr. Ashford, are you engaging in subterfuge? What? No. I... And I just realized I'm very sad. My frame diploma from Miskatonic University is actually in my cubicle at work. Oh. <clears throat> so, it, it, yeah, I think Kat would say something like, what have I gotten myself into? And then, like, march over and, like, help. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. My opinion of my companions changes daily. I think Clifton will also come over and help by 
backseat driving the process in an obnoxious manner? Oh, I guess uh, okay. Case did toss me a bonus die. We'll see if uh, I roll a one to reduce my luck down to five. Nope. New. New. Well, actually, no, that does that uh, make it? Does that make it a, an auto success? Uh, no. Because isn't it zero zero? zero? Uh, yeah. So this is technically that a one hundred. One hundred. Yeah. No 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 no. Yeah yeah. Thankfully, I'm not going to make you take that. <laughs> I appreciate as that. As tempting as it would be, <laughs> as you write out and cram on construction paper. <laughs> we are from the Universite. When we get to the library, you're like. A goose. <laughs> 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 All right. I think um, once I'm done helping out a little bit, I'll I'll just say like, um, well, the the night is still young. Um, I should um, take advantage. Don't you think? Well, sure. What are you thinking? Um, one moment. Let me take a look at the. Can you go to the the city map? Oh, yep. Let me bring you back there. Um. And I mean, there. There's obviously a lot that is not on this map. Right, so yeah, I'm just taking a look. It's a touristy stuff. There's, you know, uh, oh, Eiffel Tower <laughs> is on there, but uh, Eiffel Tower is not quite the tourist attraction it is nowadays, but it is very touristy. Uh, there's... I have heard much, much about the theater in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I should catch a show at the Grand Guignol. Oh, yeah, I'd be up for that. I didn't invite you, but okay. Oh. Why not make it a... <laughs> Sad face. <laughs> Wouldn't do that, my fiancé running around town on the company. I'm joking, Mr. Ashford. You're welcome to join me. Oh. Especially about... Especially with rumors of these ruffians about... Yeah, speaking of which, uh, we, I assume we need to, if we're carrying weaponry on us, we should, we will need to um, conceal it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, this isn't America. America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is not America. I do have a, a couple of knives strapped to, uh, I don't know, inside my coat or whatnot, so. Carrying firearms is illegal in France. Like, flat out, any kind of firearms, it is illegal. However, owning them is not. So it's kind of a weird gray area. Uh, So you just want to be aware that if you are carrying anything, you want to make sure it is not noticeable. Does Brawl cover... I believe Brawl covers, like, small knives. Does it also cover, like, small cudgels and such? Yep. Okay. Clifton have a blackjack. Let's play. 
Yeah, at least a blackjack. I'm, I'm debating whether to take my pistol along or not. We're That's just not going to the theater. Um, yeah, yeah we, we aren't, we aren't going to war. <laughs> aren't we, though? Aren't we? We're Americans no. in Paris. Yeah, so you, you empty your weapon at one of these guys, and if there's a lot of them, I don't think having a gun is great. <laughs> we we don't have to... Um... Blashers. Um, we don't have to play out the scene of us actually going to the theater, unless something important would actually happen. I just thought it would be fun. Yes, something important will actually happen. Oh, good. <laughs> what have I done? You've made it interesting. <laughs> I have. Eh, you just re relocated the interesting thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh... This is going to be fairly interesting for you. As you are uh, taking in a show, it's a review, uh, a uh, political review, in fact. So a lot of the jokes are kind of going over your heads, uh, especially since, you know, three quarters of you guys don't speak French. <laughs> but with that said, the costumes are interesting. The actors appear to have good comedic timing. However, uh, about two-thirds of the way through the review, uh, Simon, you feel like something on your pant leg catch. No, that's my wallet. Check it your, out. Your wallet is... <laughs> What's tugging at my pants? Uh, <laughs> so, you look down... And there is a uh, medium-sized black cat under your seat. Okay. And I'll, he I'll appears to be pawing at your pant leg. Okay. <laughs> I'll uh, scratch it behind the ear. Seeing as I can't it, understand what's going on in the show. It accepts your scratches. <laughs> and uh, cat, about this time, you start smelling that rot smell that you smelled in your dreams um so i i wait like just enough time to know that it's not a figment of my imagination and then i'll kind of like elbow the person next to me which i think would happen to be simon and and just say like we should go now Um, since this is out of nowhere, I wonder how I would react. Do I notice any of this happening? Well, I assume Cat is not trying to hide this too much. Yeah, right. I'm not, I'm not being overly subtle. Is this like fear then? Yeah, she looks, she looks pretty terrified. And you also notice that she's like slipped into her accent. And Again? she says, okay. um... We are in grave danger. Uh, okay. Um, uh, lead the way, my lady. <laughs> She'll 
She'll grab her stuff and almost trip over the cat, I imagine. Uh, you you don't even get a chance because okay. when when Simon says lead the way, the cat actually takes the lead. Oh, it just darts forward. Okay. Ha yep. Have I noticed the cat is here yet? I was going to say you noticed the cat at this point. And I'm like, okay, now I know shit is about to go down. So I'm like hustling. And you guys all take note. Nobody else seems to notice the cat. It's just the three of you and Silvio, presumably. Well, and, and at this point, I don't think Cat suspects that the two of them see the cat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She sees the cat dart forward, and she's like, and she knows, okay, it's time to go for sure. So she's just following, but I don't think she has caught like the other interaction between Simon and the cat. So it, are you actually following the cat then? I am. Yeah. Uh, do we, uh, do I, so do I see the cat? Are we, maybe I'll make that. Yes. You note, do. So like, are we, we going in and out of like alleys or whatnot, or are we even outside yet? I think right now we're still just trying to leave the theater. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. You know. yeah, we haven't left the theater yet. I, I'm just wondering. We are heading outside, but yeah, I'm just wondering if the cat goes in a weird way. Uh, if I see that cat is following a cat, which would be weird. <laughs> well, well, if he also just like, immediately started saying we're in grave danger, which for like no, based on no information, for no apparent right reason, now, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's, that's a little weird in and of itself. Uh, and considering what happened last night, I'm definitely on, like, high alert now. <laughs> Clifton is. Nothing to worry about. It's fine. Say, like, marching order is, is Cat, and then Simon, and then Clifton. I'm not worried about marching orders. I'm just, like, saying, like, so I'm behind Simon, and I'm being like, how sane is this woman that we're with? Meanwhile, Silvio is playing his guitar. <laughs> there was an incident this morning in the hotel room. She woke up and she was very agitated, and I don't know if we should be... There is a cat, though, there. You see that cat, right? So Clifton just said that he sees the cat. So, yeah, if she hears that, she'll turn around. I assume we're, like, not in the auditorium anymore, but still inside the building. Like, in the halls? The cat is leading you out of the auditorium into a, essentially, side hallway. Okay. Uh, so this is kind of on the way out of the auditorium, on okay. the way out of the theater. So she turns around immediately, and she just locks eyes with you, and she grabs uh, your... your um, uh, you're probably wearing, like, a collared shirt or something, um, and, and is like, Do you see it? It's just a cat. I don't yeah, know what you're worried about. Oh no. Oh no. Um um the cat literally stops, turns around, stares at you, and lifts a paw up like it's looking at a wristwatch that it obviously is not wearing. <laughs> and then turns around and continues walking. Oh, I'll explain later. We have to go. <laughs> I'll explain later. Uh, uh, okay. All right. It wasn't very good, anyways. <laughs> and I'll just keep following. Okay. 
So you guys make it, and the cat actually leads you into a side storeroom. Uh, this is clearly a room used normally for uh, holding uh, uh, basically cleaning supplies and things that are not in regular use day-to-day in the operation of the theater. So it's kind of a quiet side room. Okay, so... at if we go into a weird side room after a cat, it's obvious we're following the cat and not Katrina. So I'll be like, uh, wait, what is going on here? <laughs> so, uh, in this room, uh, Gonna glance around quick and see if there's anything that uh, can be used as an improvised weapon. Uh, not, not anything terribly special. There's probably some things that you could, you know, swing as a cudgel if need be, but not anything of note. Or like a, a mop on a, a mop on a pole or something like that, where at least yeah, you could something like, like that. Try and push something off or something like that. But. Uh, yeah, you guys kind of make it into the side room, every following, I assume. Yeah, but, yep. uh, uh, intensively and still definitely looking around to see if there's any assailants hiding around the corners or something. So roll spot hidden. Uh, coast seems clear, as far <laughs> as you know, with that horrible, horrible failure. Uh-oh. Well, the only uh, thing I'm concerned with at the moment... Oh. Yeah, does it... You hear me? Yeah. Sorry, I, had the, I didn't hit the button. Um, so the only thing right now I'm concerned about is our potentially highly unstable uh, colleague and her magical cat. That she not unstable! Not real. So, you guys make it into the side room, and uh, in there, the the cat turns around and looks at you as you all come in, and kind of reaches underneath one of the you know stacks of whatever. And bats out a little, uh, just a, a tiny little satchel, uh, and bats it over to Katarina's feet. She'll pick it up and, and examine it, and then, like, give the cat, like, a... Yep. For the benefit of our audio listeners, I did a shush motion. We are in a small utility closet, right? It's not like she can actually hide this from happening in front of us. Oh, she, you, you definitely saw her do that. <laughs> okay. Well, I assume yep. we all want to be quiet here. Right. All right. So when you examine the, the, little, the little bag, it's a bag of marbles. <laughs> oh, come on. Not ball bearings? <laughs> <laughs> There's one ball bearing in there. You had to do this, and Ian wasn't here. I didn't plan it out this way. 
when I said I was losing my marbles, <laughs> I didn't mean it. Literally. <laughs> Did you say this, this out loud? loud? <laughs> I said that's out loud. Hey. Okay. I'm gonna share a look with Simon. Yeah, I'm going to make it. I don't know. I'm gonna see what I can uh, see about Cap. You check. A what? Yeah, psychology. A psychology check. Yeah. Psychology check. Yeah. yeah. Oh jeez. Oh God. I'm good at um, rolling those. I, I rolled a 100. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, with that, uh, <laughs> with that 100, uh, Simon, uh, Katarina has clearly lost her shit. She is <laughs> fucking insane. Oh no. <laughs> uh clifton however you're pretty convinced that you know other than the fact that she's clearly upset uh it she seems to be very you know in control of her faculties do i still smell that rot smell since you have come into this room no you do not uh, smell that any longer so okay so, sorry. Yeah. No, go. Obviously, we don't need to be here. I don't know why we're here anymore. Right. But okay. So now that I've determined that she's not nuts, uh, <laughs> now I'm going to actually ask okay, so, Kat, what are we doing in the utility closet? Okay. Okay. You have to believe me. Last night, I had a dream in which I was in danger, and the telltale sign was this scent of death and decay, and I smelled it again inside that auditorium. Okay, but it was a dream, yes? We didn't smell anything, right? And then going back, you, I mean, there are a lot of people in the theater probably hadn't showered, but uh, no, as far as you're concerned. Uh, Clifton, however, one, once she says that, you're kind of searching your memories. And yeah, there were there were some off smells in the theater, but there was definitely something that was kind of stinging your nose. You didn't really take much note of it at the time, but now it's kind of ringing like, eh, yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know what's going on here, but let's just head back to the hotel. Um, I actually, can I, I want to actually, I want to put, just put an arm on and stop him for a second and just, well, well, wait a second. We did get attacked by a squid of living fire when we were in London. So maybe something. this bears some further consideration. Uh, can I, can we hear, is there activity going on in theater that we can hear through the walls? Like, is it like, is the show still going on and such? Or is now uh, like... The show is, the show is still going on. Uh, however, you wouldn't really be able to hear it very well from the closet, if at all. It's not like I could like, okay. It's not like I could put my ear in like, there's too much of this stuff going on. I couldn't, okay. Um, yeah. Well, we can't stay here all night. He's right about that. 
Uh, is there like a window in this closet or anything? Nope. Cool. Oh, it's a janitor closet, isn't it? <laughs> it's like there's probably a closet, but you yeah. think? It's like first, yeah, storage. Sorry, I was thinking. No. Yeah. Look, I think I'll like go up to the door and just crack it open and peek outside. Okay. Uh, do me a favor and roll spot hidden. Okay. I <laughs> failed by 21, which is a lot, but I also have a lot of points. Mm -hmm. So, screw it. I'll go ahead and spend them. Okay. So, with turning that into a success, uh, yeah, you actually do notice something moving out in the hallway. It seems to pass the, uh, the pass the closet by that you're in. Uh, but it, it's not a person. It's more like just a shadow. You don't see the shadow attached to anything, but you definitely see a shadow on the wall. And it stops after moving past the door. And it appears to look around and then continues on down the hallway. So I, I have a hand up. I'm like, like, do not make a noise. I don't say that, but that's like the, you know, the motion that I'm making. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. After... I think with my 100, I might push her out of the way and see if I can see anything there. Obviously, I won't, right? <laughs> uh, well... Well, if you're going to attempt to push her out of the way, that is going to require a contested check. Okie doke. So, I am going to need both of you to roll Brawl. Ooh, we're fighting each other. Oh yeah, we're fighting. Oh jeez. I don't know if Katarina would really put up a fight so much as, like, she, she doesn't want to cause noise. So... <laughs> If he goes to Thanks, Casey. Take it. Oh, I got the same. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mr. Judge, so, why are yeah. you helping him shove me? <laughs> <laughs> Case clearly doesn't like the, you know, the crazy but, fortune teller I mean, lady. Okay. I'm the most sane of all of us. <laughs> you are. I actually am. Margin. I, I don't know that. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, are are you going to try to, you know, quietly let him do his thing, or... Would, would resisting, um, like, how hard is he, like, if, if I resist, are we going to cause noise? Well, I guess you would, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think what uh, Simon would do is he would just reach out, put his hands on her shoulder, and draw her okay. back, and then I would go to take a look. But I I don't know how you okay. would interpret those actions. So she she'll let you, but she very firmly makes the shush motion, and like points like she sees something. Okay. 
Okay, so you're peeking out the door then? Yep. I will give you the same spot hidden. Oh my god. You're gonna fail and pick up a <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, just because this is bad, uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm gonna spend the luck. And, Thank you. Uh, okay. Please do. <laughs> so, with the success, you do see, uh, just out of the corner of your eye, a shadow that is, you know, kind of on the wall down the way. Um, this, and please note that I didn't require this out of Katarina. You are going to need to make a sanity check as you realize that shadow is attached to nothing. Can I, while he's doing that, can I also make an occult check to see if I know or recognize what that thing might be or any myths surrounding it? Absolutely. Cool. Uh, so that's a Simon, failure by four. You are going to lose. Yay. Thankfully, you only lost one sanity. Okay, cool. Oh, is that all? Well, is that didn't what it was? see what caused the shadow, so. Right. Uh, so I got a what 69. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, which is a success. Hey. Um, <laughs> nice. Unfortunately, you can't quite <laughs> narrow it down. There are way too many things that this could fall under. Uh, however, a lot of creatures of European folklore could be this sort, uh, this sort of shadow creature thing. So, it, yeah, I mean, it could be there are ghosts, there are spirits, there are vampires, you name it. Invisible man. So, yeah, I guess what would happen is yeah, Simon would take a peek, he would see the shadow, and he'd sort of shudder a bit, and then look over at Cat. I don't know if, yeah, would that get rid of my, well, I shouldn't say get rid of my 100, I think it might balance out the 100. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're starting to think, oh, maybe I judged her poorly. <laughs> What's the cat doing? What is the cat doing? So, you turn around to look at the cat, and it's not there anymore. And you're looking around. There, the there is nowhere for it to go. Just Cat, what the hell is going on right now? Wait for it to go away. And then we get out of here. Okay? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And she leans over and she takes the marbles. <laughs> okay. Puts them in her purse. Um, Sounds good. How long does it take for that shadow to go away? Uh, so you peek back out after a couple of minutes of, you know, hanging out here quietly and there's no smell, no shadow, no nothing. Let's get out of here. All right, quietly get out. Gladly. <laughs> Does anyone... Yeah, I'll take a broom from that closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So this random, well-dressed man walks out of the theater carrying a broom for no yeah, reason. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's prob- there probably isn't anything really valuable or interesting in there, I'm assuming, right? It's just, I mean, probably not. Not really, no. Yeah. Okay. Not like a bottle of booze that uh, the janitor left over. <laughs> once we're out of the, um, once we're out of the theater, Cat will say something like, "Well, I give that play two stars." Um, do you know what that what that was? Um, not. Specifically, it could have been any number of things. Apparitions, spirits, ghosts. Um, there are, and she'll actually rattle off kind of the, um, a little bit of, of, of what um, Josh was saying earlier. And you get the sense as she's like talking that two things. One, she's pretty well learned with regards to occult stuff. Um, she's speaking with like, confidence and um the the sense that uh she has actually like researched this in the past and two her eyes light up like this is like the most fascinated she's been all week you know what i mean but in the end she doesn't have like a specific answer for you she just goes on and on she'll probably keep talking until you interrupt her (laughs) um Yeah, I'm still trying to... Th- no, I'll let her talk. Yeah, I've... <laughs> Oh, she'll talk like the whole way back to the hotel if you let her. Yeah, that's fine. I, I want to know who I'm dealing with, so anything she says is going to be helpful <laughs> with that. <laughs> the conversation evolves, and by conversation I mean like the monologue, <laughs> evolves about halfway through from her informing you based on your question to her just rambling to herself. Like, well, it couldn't have been this because this and then, uh, you know, uh, myths regarding uh, this sort of thing in France and she'll just keep going on and on and on. Actually, I think at one point in time I will ask about the cat. The black cat. Oh, the, the, the cat. The cat? Um, <clears throat> um, you seem nothing. to it was nothing. know it? I, I don't know if that has anything to do with the... Um, she's very clearly lying. She's not Are even you lying to me. <laughs> well, uh, I need a uh, a psychology role versus Katarina's fast talk. Okay, I actually do oh, have my goodness. Good I'm the worst. Simon failed again, but I also failed. So yeah, you're like, uh, no, I don't know. I mean. You're just unconvinced either way. Yeah, gotcha. Um. So Simon is still sort of skeptical, I guess. That being said, uh, I think Clifton suspects more because I did grab him and say, you see it too. <laughs> yeah, I I have to ask, uh, at some point during this monologue, I ask, did the Turks send that thing after us or was it just here? The, the Turks? No. I mean, I don't see any evidence that would point to that being the case. 
We should also figure out a different name for them. A floating fire squid after our benefactor, so... Yeah, I, I just... Let's not write off any possibilities, right? Are you referring to the shadow or the cat? Well, the thing that you were both terrified of, that that's what I was referring to. The cat seemed like, mostly like a cat. It seemed to know a little bit too much about what was going on, though. What was that about? I... I don't know. Just, just, just a strange cat, I assume. Um, the shadow, on strange the other hand, I'm not sure. The shadow could have been anything. It could have been something that um, to do with all of this. Yeah. Do we need to start sleeping in shades at the hotel? If I can sleep at all. Yeah, and by the way, we should probably just stop calling them the Turks. I think we need some sort of fun name for them. <laughs> yeah. The Bez Brigade. They do have a cult name, don't they? I just I, the Turks is easier to remember. Um. Do they? Do we have a name? Uh, the only thing I think we have from them is this quote-unquote uh, skinless one note. I don't think, or, well, is there anything on the knife that would be that would be indicative of uh, a cult or anything? As uh, Simon pulls out two daggers <laughs> and checks them out. Are we still walking what? back to the hotel? <laughs> yeah. That's up to Josh, I guess. Uh, I I would think that Simon probably wouldn't pull out weaponry until you're in private. Yeah, so. we're not stupid. <laughs> Mostly. Actually, uh, I probably should just make sure that we aren't being followed now that I'm super paranoid. So I will keep an eye out okay. as we are on our way back. Spot hidden. Hey, you made a success. Yay. You did. I got a hard success, everyone. Mm-hmm. You did it. So, uh, you don't see anybody or anything that seems to be following you. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, you seem to be in the clear. Cool. All right, let's head to our hotel room cool. and see if we can figure out. Uh, <laughs> yes, the thing was invisible. So, yeah, that does make it tough in the night. Uh, yeah, I would like to take a look at those knives once we get back to our hotel room, see if there's anything, any symbology on it. So, yeah, when you get back into the hotel room, uh, you're taking a look at the knives, and you do notice on the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the term is the pommel, the, the bottom of the, the dagger okay. handle, uh, you do notice there is actually engraved into the metal a fez. Oh, wow. 
these guys. Uh, yeah, I guess Fez Brigade it is. <laughs> <sighs> cool. Anything else for this exciting evening? No. <laughs> At least not, not on my end. What, um, you don't want to drag them out somewhere else where you could be stalked by some, you know, unseeable monster? No. No, I'm good. <laughs> no more nightly excursions. I'm done. Yeah, I think after oh. having seen that thing... Uh, Simon will probably stay up fairly late just sort of playing solitaire to sort of get his nerves back under control with his uh, deck of cards. Because, um, yeah, it, it nothing is sitting well with him right now. Okay. Uh, after... Uh, Silvio seems to fall asleep fairly quickly, but after a while kind of wakes back up and sends you to bed and kind of indicates that he'll take watch. Okay. Seeing that you are distressed. Silvio's cool. I will offer to uh, to stay up while Katrina tries to sleep, at least for a section of the night. Clifton specifically did not see the thing, so he still is not even certain that anything actually happened there, that the two aren't just completely bonkers, but that is very kind of you, but I don't know how easily I'll be able to fall asleep tonight anyway. You might as well get some shut-eye while you can. Well, I'll be here if you need me. And, uh, you know, uh, no, never mind. I was going to say maybe he takes a gun out, but that would probably be bad if housekeeping comes in in the morning or something like that. So let's not do that. Um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Carlisle, um, would you like some tea before you head to bed? It would be nice. Okay. And she's gonna go brew some tea, but unbeknownst to you, um, I'm going to use some of my, uh, components that I have to brew something a little special. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and as he drifts off I'm going this to cast would you like to have a sip of this roofy colada <laughs> it's no 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 it's not that <laughs> I, um, I know. but uh, she's going to cast dream vision on Clifton okay um, but she hems and haws about it for a little while she's like I don't know if this is the right thing to do but I want to. I want to learn more, and I also want to impress upon Clifton the the danger that we're all in, and I think this might be the best way to do it. So, okay. um, so how do I do this? Also, Ooh. I want to cast a spell. I want to cast a spell. Yeah. <laughs> and, Casey's uh, giving you, you a bonus die. A bonus die. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Yay. Magics. <laughs> so, do uh, I have roll or no? So you do, uh, and for this spell, well, one moment, uh, it is going to take a will roll. Okay. Or excuse me, power roll. 
Okay. I was like, where's Will? I was trying to think how to, I was trying to remember how it was abbreviated. Power roll. Well, I succeeded. Oh, I have a bonus. Uh, yep. Oh, okay. Oh, I, <laughs> I rolled an 88, and then the bonus die was an 8. So. Okay. Hey. Success, how do we? A success is a success. And I have to spend 3 MP, right? Yes. Okay. Done. Okay. If I roll so, triple, does that give me something cool? <laughs> triple eight. What was that? <laughs> I rolled triple. Eight, right? well, Sadly, no. Well, no more cool than the spell in general. <laughs> I'm joking. <clears throat> now, in this case, uh, it is actually going to cost you one sanity for the spell. You did not necessarily know that beforehand, but because of the content of the spell. Uh, did it. So, Clifton, you have one hell of a nightmare tonight. <laughs> Oops. And this is something special because it's a lucid dream. You know that you're dreaming, and that is one of the few things that is keeping you from losing your shit in the dream. But you do see yourself in the yard of a small home. And as you're looking at the home, it seems to transform into some beautiful palace before your eyes. And you feel almost drawn to it. But as you're trying to approach it, Arms shoot up out of the ground and grab at your ankles. What do you do? Are they they're like human arms as far as I can tell? As far as you can tell. Uh well, I'm gonna try and disengage from the arms and run towards the palace. Okay. Unless there's something stabbing within reach, and then I'll grab the that and try and stab at them while I'm trying to disengage. So you're looking around, you don't see anything, but the the arms are grabbing very insistently at you, and as you pull your leg away from one of them, its fingers seem to tear off of them, like they're dead rotten things and you barely make it to the palace and as you throw open the door it's just a small kitchen just a normal small kitchen and there is a husband and wife seated at a table and a little girl playing with her dolls on the floor next to the the kitchen table What are they, what do they look like, like, ethnically? Are they? They're white. They That's all European? you can tell. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I, I look behind me. Is, the, is there anything following me through the doors or outside that is? So you look behind you and you see not the yard that you came up in, but a full garden. A beautiful garden. But as you're looking at it, the flowers begin to rot and putrefy. And 
rising up out of these rotten flowers, you see what you can only assume is the simulacrum. A statue with carvings on it. And it just grows out of the ground and looms over you. And that's when you wake this up. Is, I'm sorry, remind me. This... Okay, and the statue looks like a person-ish, or... You don't know a whole lot about it, but yes, what you do know is it looks like a person. Okay, so I wake up, like, violently. I saw it. I saw it. So, two things. Um, Josh. Uh, and... uh, sorry, go on. Actually, before we get into this, I do need a sanity roll from Clifton. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mr. Trench did spend uh, some points to allow you to spend luck if you yep. need to. Oh, nice. Hopefully you won't, oh, wait, but sorry. if you do. What? So, sorry, somebody... Okay. So, so I, just I just rolled a sanity thing on, on the interface. On the... Ooh, extreme oh. success. Extreme success. Damn. Yes, uh, you are... Well, you're not feeling good about what you saw, but <laughs> you you are able to process it. So mm, Right. Yep. So, so you wake so up. I don't see what he sees, right? No, you okay. don't. So when you wake up, to your surprise, Katarina is like sitting right by your side she's got like a wet washcloth and she's wiping off your forehead um and as soon as you wake up she just looks at you knowingly and says what did you see and she doesn't she's slept much at all i saw it i saw the simulacrum i saw describe it what happened and you, you can you don't have to embellish in character if you don't want to, but she she asks you to describe the entirety of the dream. Yeah, uh, Josh, is there any connection? Can I, based on what the little girl looked like, is there? This is me mitigating a little bit, but like, is there any was there any resemblance between the child playing and adult Katrina? Nope. nope. Okay. So I'll recount the um, the story, but maybe changing it a little bit to make myself look braver than I was, <laughs> uh, even in the dream, because that's how he is. Okay. Uh, um, can I, <laughs> so Josh, can I roll Dream um, Lord? Yes, you may roll Dream Lore. Okay. And can I also roll Psychology to see if he's lying about the bravery? Yes. Okay. Um, and so, Clifton, I'll give you a, a fast talk to go <laughs> against the psychology. So I got a hard success on my psychology check. Okay, oh, so I know you're blustering. Yeah. You're you're all blustered. Yeah. Yep. You were terrified. Got it. It's pretty clear. All right, and then Dream War, I got a hard success. Oh, I love nice. all these successes. Heck nice. Yeah. So the the description that he's giving you, uh, you think is probably not that much uh, symbolism. There's your best bet is 
knowing what you know about the spell that you cast and knowing what you do know about the dream world, which is significant, uh, you're, you're thinking that when he was dreaming, he was on the edge of the dreamlands, which might have been merging different times and different versions of reality. But what he was dreaming about was essentially, overarchingly, pretty real. You don't okay. know if it's the future, the past, or what, but it feels real. And you said it was a, a young child and, and what else in, in the kitchen? It was a, a married couple and their, and their kid. Married couple right. and their kid. Could you tell what they were wearing? Did they look like they were wearing older clothing or modern clothing? You didn't really catch. I, I don't. I don't remember. I, they were Caucasian. She. Uh, the the girl looked to be about. I don't know how. Did I catch what she was playing with? Dolls. Dolls. So playing she with dolls. Her. She starts to pace and she's like, it could have been the Compt. It could have been the palace that he lived in, in a state that he lived in, and the simulacrum is there, or was there. Um, hmm. It was a small kitchen, though. That could be a location. Perhaps a piece of the simulacrum is there. Perhaps. What's the significance of the, of the, of the, wilting and putrefying flowers. Perhaps you could discuss this with the other person who's sleeping in the other room. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point we probably should. Um, He's just going to brush. He, he totally, I think Clifton is definitely realizing that she drugged him, but <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's is not going to bring that up right now. Funny. Because this seems to be important for our job, and he's just going to set it aside for the moment. But maybe not just accept tea every time which she offers next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go get, go get Simon. Um, I need some brandy. I have some in my luggage. <laughs> um, he's got a bottle next to it on the bed. So for the purpose of for the purposes of expediency, we'll bring up Simon up to speed. And Silvio, for that matter. Poor Silvio. Yeah. <laughs> um, although I'll leave out the part where I drugged our companion. Man, cat's not uh, coming off too well in this story. <laughs> so, <laughs> so far tonight, no. <laughs> Just do what Simon does and just lean into it. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I think we should continue with our current plan, but I think it might be possible that this um, this palace, if it's a real place, um, might hold a piece of the simulacrum. Um, and the kitchen might be part of that. Maybe. It was in the garden, though. Oh, in the garden? Oh, okay. Yes, you're right. I was in the kitchen when I you turned to look kitchen. out. 
Mm -hmm. was in the garden. Well, what had turned into the garden because where I came from wasn't the same place sure. that I looked back to. But... It could be both. It it could be that the garden was the location where the statue originally was, and perhaps um, the kitchen is also an important location for some reason. Um, what does this thing do? Did the professor ever give us any hint at what it was, what its purpose was? Only it was obviously sundered for a reason. It's an an, an artifact of extraordinary power, and that it has to do with immortality, or that the people who are after it believe it's the key to immortality. Another word for immortality is death, depending on how you look at it. Indeed. Oh, this is a cheery thing you woke me up for. <sighs> what did you expect, Simon? Jinx at the cafe. <laughs> what what time is it? Yeah, what time is it? Hey Clifton, what time is uh, it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously though, what what time? <laughs> Actually he You're... is let's just say he instinctually is going to He's gonna look at his clock, maybe for like he, he's just got an instinct to look at it like for comfort or something. Mm -hmm. And I'll try to take a peek. So again. I'll try to hide it this time. Yep. Can I make a, a psychology test to kind of see this dynamic playing out that like Simon keeps asking Clifton the time and t Clifton keeps going like this, you know? Absolutely. Okay. This time he didn't. He didn't try to hide it. He's too shaken up. But I failed. Um. So, Simon, you gonna roll for spotted? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yeah. You are able to make out more of the inscription than you were before. Uh, you're only able to, to catch a quick glance, but enough to, to be able to remember some more of what was in there. All right. And I'll probably add it to a picture that I've started on a napkin or something like that in my pocket. Okay. Sounds um, good. When we're getting ready to leave the hotel and continue with our day, at some point, um, she'll lean over to Clifton and say very quietly, sort of under her breath, um, now, Mr. Carlyle, you have a small understanding of what I have felt these past few days. She didn't, didn't she didn't mean it like a threat or anything, just like <laughs> an explanation. Yeah, but I mean, he's just yeah. sort of like, if that was how you've been living, that's what you've been living for the last, <laughs> like, however many, it's like, damn, no wonder you can't sleep very well. I, <laughs> it's just like, he's, he's, he's going to be quiet for a lot of the morning, I think. And he's uh, also taking a... A uh, little flask of brandy with him in his breast pocket. 
that he'll be sipping on. Hey, it's not America. Drink if you want. <laughs> Even if it was America, yeah, the apocalypse is coming. Maybe drink if you want. Yeah, that's true. Smoke if you got him. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wasn't exactly not challenging for him to drink in America. I mean. <laughs> So, the rest of the night is not exactly restful for any of you, but uh, you do manage to make it through the rest of the night without any more horrific nightmares. Uh, in the morning, though, are you going to meet Remy? That was the plan. Yes, after some lovely uh, croissants in the in the hotel restaurant or a local bakery whatever oh yeah the uh the the hotel would uh actually have pastries from a local bakery available so yep after getting a breakfast you are able to meet up with your contact remy at uh, Bibliothèque de l'Arsenal. And it is clearly a military building. Uh, it is beautiful and it is well constructed, but it is clearly military. And Remy speaks to the, the guards and the people at the desk and fast uh very formal french uh clifton you know enough french that you're able to keep up with some of the conversation but a lot of it does go over your head uh it is pretty clear though from what you are hearing that remy does appear to be uh possibly calling in some favors uh if you had roll french for me we'll see how much more than that you can get Ooh. Damn. Extreme success. Extreme. So, extreme. Uh, so with that extreme success, yeah, you are able to pick out a fair amount more. And as he's talking more, you're picking out, you know, additional pieces of the conversation. But uh, essentially what appears to be going on is Remy is uh, trading trading favors with the librarian that is there to get some assistance on a paper he is writing uh, that Remy is kind of offering to have these American, uh, you know, uh, intellectuals be, uh, be able to take a tour and report back to their bosses about how well they were treated so basically he is lying through his teeth pretending like you guys are big shots okay can i uh surreptitiously relate this to my to my comrades without making it obvious to anyone else you know uh, I mean? you, like... yeah you you would be able to kind of you know quietly just <laughs> and let them know 
Okay. Because I feel like they should know. <laughs> How are we going to thank this dude? So, well, we'll talk about that later. Well, <laughs> after uh, after holding the conversation, Remy uh, is able to lead you inside and kind of take you into uh, an area that, I mean, it's it's not like it's completely shut off to the general public, but you get an idea that you're being given. Uh, more access than the average person would be able to get at least on no notice and just random Joe blow off the street. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm okay. Um, so yeah, uh, Clifton, you can read the signs in this library. So, uh, bring us to the, Area where they have the uh, foreclosures. Uh, <laughs> Remy hears this oh, right. and. Uh, well, I trust in your abilities, uh, good sir. I, I will show you at least the area that you should be looking in. I do have to tend to a few things while we're here, but uh, you will hopefully be able to find it yourselves. Um, can I uh, roll a psychology on him? Uh, yes, yeah, yes, I'm... you can. Nice. Very nice. I'm getting a little suspicious of him just helping, 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 helping. Yeah, what the... What uh, he, he is he talking a lot more ahead, formal to... Oh. He is talking a lot more formal today than he was yesterday. Uh, he does seem to be carrying himself very different today than he was. Is he the same guy? Certainly appears to be. Okay, we should, so he, now, okay, sorry, so just timeline-wise, we're now in a special area. Remy has now gone off to do other things, mm -hmm. so we can whisper freely about mm -hmm. him. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, so, you're two things, one, so two things, one, as I said, he just traded some favors to give us access, people he just met yesterday. On one hand, we should thank him. On the other, I'm inclined to be suspicious of that kind of motivation. Or lack of motivation. Any thoughts? Uh, it does seem a little suspicious. I'm, I'm wondering if I should follow him and uh, see what he's up to. Given what has occurred in the last few days, I'm suspicious of pretty much everyone but the three of us. Four of us. Unless you are suspicious of yourself. I meant the three you of know, you. Just kind of waves. <laughs> the three of you is what I meant. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go stealth after Remy. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and roll. 
Uh-oh. Oh my goodness. Uh -oh. No. We've been getting boned on bonus dies here. Yeah, we have. Somebody help this man out. <laughs> I was going to say, first session, the uh, the bonus dies were treating you guys very well. Last week, eh, it was kind of hit for give or take. The, today, ugh. Um, perhaps a mysterious benefactor in chat would like to <laughs> allow him to push without penalty or something. Hey, I've, I've been trying to talk to buy you guys time to get a mysterious benefactor. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, a bonus die. Thank uh, you. Wonderful. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, hey. Thank you, uh, chat, for that. I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Can we refund the bonus die? Uh, I am actually re uh, refunding that, so don't worry. Okay. Thank um, you. I got a regular success. Yes, thank you. <sighs> yep. Uh... <laughs> you almost trip. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm having the worst luck. Uh, Simon is having the worst luck in these past couple of days. So, uh, you managed to very, very quietly kind of sneak your way around in what amounts to a military building and managed to avoid any undue attention. And you're kind of following along where you heard Remy go. And you kind of turn a corner and realize, oh... He, I believe he went into that office. Simon doesn't speak French. I was uh, like an eavesdrop if he can't speak French. <laughs> well, I don't know. But uh, what what is the office? Is there like a, a nameplate on the office or anything? Yeah. Uh, the nameplate just says Mademoiselle Lorenz. Okay. No. Uh, you know what? I will just uh... eavesdrop. Yeah, I will try to eavesdrop. Um, I don't know what I'm okay. doing here, but I'm going to go for it. Choose an exhausted enemy at your location. Test intellect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, roll for listen. I'm going to pay that oh. point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You pay that one point to turn it into a success. And you kind of hold your ear up to the door and you're trying to listen for <laughs> for what's behind the door. And you hear some very inappropriate noises. Oh! Oh, oh my! Okay. Oh my! I, I'm less concerned now uh, with this Ooh, person. Yeah. Okay, then. All right, I will head on back to the group. <laughs> well, wait, wait. I mean, do we really know for sure? I mean, I think maybe you have to stick around a little longer. <laughs> you, you want me to lockpick and, uh, and no, check? No, no, no. <laughs> Just peek through the keyhole. <laughs> I'm fine. I am going to come back. So now we have... Reass reassurance 
and leverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so yeah. In the research room, I and Simon, you will be there as well, so you can roll. I would like everybody to roll library use. Uh, everybody is going to get a bonus die on this one. Hell yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering if I should use Yes. I got a the, hard success. The bonus gave me a regular success. Okay. Like right on the money. Wow, the most unrealistic part of Call of Cthulhu isn't the monsters and the goat. <laughs> it's the fact that my education is helping. <laughs> oh, that is depressing and true. Uh, so, yeah, actually, we had a couple of successes here. Uh, including Cat's uh, hard success, and Silvio did get a success as well. Yeah, and Simon got one with the bonus die. Oh, uh, I didn't notice that. Thank you. Yep. Ah, okay, then actually that's going to get you guys a little bit of information. Let's see. Ian probably picked a good session to not be a part of spent two whole days in a library <laughs> actually i mean he got yeah. this library use one which is going to get oh, him a check yeah. on his character sheet he, yeah. he's probably handing yeah. out pamphlets to everyone too oh my so. god i haven't been doing that all right what? Uh, uh, putting uh, pips on successes spot hidden spot hidden um uh library occult. Use, we can figure it out later dream lore and a cult Oh, the yeah, yeah. You can go back through your roles and, and check on the record. I think too. that's everything. I think that's everything. Oh, and history. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hey, so you find two things. Uh, you find a report from Captain Louis Malone, uh, and you find as part of evidence attached to information on the raid of the Comps Palace, uh, you do find an additional journal, which I am sharing with you guys now. Who wants to read what? Oh, man. There's some yeah. lascivious stuff in Who here. Got the other, who got the other like, It was me and Silvio? And Simon. Yeah, and I mean, Simon. I can read two, okay. but I, I didn't get the best, so. so. Simon, you read one and I'll read the other. Okie dokie. I've, I've got the listener. journal here, uh, the Journal okay. of Lucien Regalt, June 1789. Two nights later, the soldiers of the king went in force to the Comte Villa uh, to halt his excesses. After they burned his mansion, they brought the Comte before the king's deputy, who then ordered me to present... Uh, me present to deliver an opinion. Comte Fenelik was screaming and writhing. It was easy to see that he was mad. As a nobleman and a madman, he could not be executed. So I suggested that a merciful king might place Fenelik in Charrington. The king's deputy apparently decided upon this course and arranged that Fenelik be taken there. Later the king expressed his approval and the disposition was made permanent. The last I learned of him was that he had been locked away in a cellar because he had attacked other patients. 
All right. Do we know what? This is the report of Captain Malone. Uh, from the report of Captain Louis Malone, June 1789. When we arrived, the feast was still in progress. Men and women were running like rabid dogs. Oh boy. We chased them out, arresting the ones who were not able to vouch for themselves. I sent six men to capture the Comte, while I entered the chambers beneath. I cannot bring myself to describe what I saw there, save that we had entered a cesspool and it was hell. God protect us. Many devices of torture lay in many chambers. One of my men found a strange Nuremberg virgin which was locked. Fearing to find a fresh occupant, we smashed it open, but found it to be empty. It was a dark day when noble vermin, such as uh, Fenelik, did descend upon that word that is French and I don't know how to pronounce. Poise. Poise? Essentially a suburb of Paris. Okay. And if God does not punish him for his sins, then the king surely will. It was with a just heart that I did give the order to burn the house and those who remained below, though the Comte did howl and scream as though his very soul was burning. We then took him to the place that would be his new home. There may he rot. So Many these two... people were in the basement when yeah. they burned the freaking place down. Do you want ghosts? Because that's how you get ghosts. Yeah, that sounds like a ghosty thing. <laughs> if they're in the basement, wouldn't they be victims of these torture devices? And like, I don't. Oh man, this is guy really dark. <laughs> Shock and awe. Call no of way. Call what? Of what? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but still, so like, Jesus. Link up. They they went to the feast. They shut it down. They took the Comte away, and the king ordered him sent to that place, which I assume is a prison? Uh, so you're able to find pretty quickly it is an asylum. Still okay. is in operation today. So for, for, yeah. that doesn't help us figure out where his possessions might have gone. And also the fact that his estate was burned down means we can't go there to look for this thing. Although we might be well, able to find... Well, not necessarily. Yeah, we know the suburb now. If we can uh, find the site... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Perhaps another building was built on that site, or perhaps it's still a ruin. So, so I have a question. Oh, yes. I'll be right back. Go on. I'm Go. noticing a an alternate spelling of the comp's name. Does that give us an additional angle for research? Uh, using that, you actually are able to find pretty quickly the actual, essentially, location that his palace would have been at. Hmm, Good call. So we now know where we... Which is the correct spelling, but, you know, yeah. (laughs) Can we find a big... Can we find a picture of it? And if so, does it look like the the one in his dream? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, they didn't so, really have photography in the late 1700s, did they? Painting. She meant painting. Uh, <laughs> actually, they might have had photography. So, back at the main library, you might be able to, if you want to spend some time back there, like tomorrow. Yeah, let's... let's... Less priority than the finding the site in the first. Well, I don't know. 
Maybe not actually, because it's it's there not might be some uh, clues in the. What's it? It's not super duper important. It would just be nice to have confirmation that my theory regarding your dream is correct. Yeah, it also might lead to an additional clue or two as to where on the grounds, because I'm sure they built something else in the place of this of the of the burned down mansion. So it's we're going to have to figure out how to get on the grounds and what's that? It's likely, but it's also possible they didn't if this place was so, like, sacrilegious. Oh, fair point. But I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Now, all this research pretty much does take up the day. Uh, after a couple of hours... Was Remy there the whole time? Uh, Remy does come back and see that you've made some discoveries and he helps with some minor translations and things like that but he uh, he seems distracted for some reason uh, oh, yeah. a, little, a little worn out yeah <laughs> with a big old smile on his face <laughs> you know, now that you say that uh, he is kind of smiley aww Remy I'm glad that your time here jobs. is is exciting, Remy. You don't want to have any more than we know. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Can you remind me what the difference between um, psychology and psychoanalysis is? Psychology is essentially uh, insight in D&D terms. Uh, psychoanalysis yeah. is used to help people recover lost sanity. Right. Okay. That's right. That's right. I knew that. Multiple psychoanalysis roles over time can help you recover at least some sanity. Okay. Okay. So I suppose we should turn to... I mean, there's nothing else that we can get from this. We've tapped this source dry, right? That's the implication. I'm certainly getting. appears to be... Yeah, they, they don't have anything on, like, auctions or anything in here, which we, we forgot about in the last uh, library, but uh, I'm assuming that's the case, right? Uh, that would be correct. You, you don't find anything specific about what was done with anything uh, from the, the actual villa. All right. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I got nothing else. It sounds good. Yeah, so we sort of have two threads. So, we we could go to the the asylum or just go to the the place. And I um, or you had mentioned uh, looking up uh, at the other library, trying to get information about the comp's palace, his villa. Yeah. That could be useful, but I also feel like um, just having to that district might be enough. Well, I mean, the library is right there. So we could That's just true. on the way, stop by, spend an hour just to see if we can find anything interesting. Uh, and then uh, head on. An hour. An hour. Did you ever work out your letter of mark or whatever? Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Take terrible? a look. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, we could do that real quick. To the okay. bibliotech. 
The other Rivlian deck. Uh, like I said, you took up pretty much the entire day at this library. The next day, you are able to head over first thing. Uh, and at this point, the, the librarian recognizes you and uh, calls over Remy to, to help you out. And uh, oh. one more library hey. use roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is for many. Remy, it's like we're becoming old friends. I failed this time. And so did you. I... So did you. Wow. Yikes. I went oh, to well. freaking. I went to boost there with luck. Well, you uh, you still can for the fact. Go. Yeah, luck yeah, is specifically done after. Well, there's a there's a thing we can do to. It looks like there's a thing we can do to also. Never mind. You're right. That's just the, the main thing you're referring. Never mind. Okay. You can also push, but I don't think it's worth it in this instance. No, not with a thirty. And I have a ton that. of luck, though. Yeah. I want to use luck before we finish. Yeah. Luck is there to be spent. Uh, spend if... forty-three luck. Do it. It's fine. That does seem that's that's too much luck. No, but at the same time, Clifton does get an extra d10 of luck at the beginning of every session. This isn't that important. Did we all? Wait, we're we're only looking up to see if we can find a a, a painting of this the Comte's. Uh, it doesn't have to be a painting. Whatever. Yeah, description would work too. Exact location, address, that kind of thing would also help. Yeah, and anything like with the new spelling of the name as well. So, right. But we all failed. So, but even just a description of like you know it had, you know this sort of architecture and it was three floors and that whatever it could help us like yes that's the one that you saw in your dream you know what I mean? Oh yeah, because it's burned to the ground. Yeah, I don't want to use half my luck on this. No, don't, don't. It's fine. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's only forty-three points. Yeah, that's a lot of points. <laughs> it's half. Of, it's literally half of yeah. Um, well, not quite, but so off to uh, Poise. 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 I was just wondering if I should ask Remy about the skinless one. Now that. We've gotten him an in and a, a happy ending. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he might give us a little leeway. <laughs> I don't think he needed our help. Yeah, I didn't get that impression. I, I think that we were just a pleasant excuse. Yeah, you were the <laughs> yeah. excuse that he was able to leave the library for yeah, a day. Exactly, uh, okay. yeah. Okay. So we could ask him now regardless. I I really well so Cat doesn't know what Simon saw, but I think it'd be really funny to go back and be like, "Oh Remy, we need your help again. You need to take us to that other library just so that we can get laid again." <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think we're no, good. Go. I think we're good to go. We're good to go. Yep. Okay. <laughs> So you guys are going to go over to Poise, uh, which 
I do not have a map of the area around Paris, but uh, it is not terribly far outside of the city proper. Uh, you are going to have to take a train. Uh, it is to the northwest of the city proper. Uh, it is north of Versailles, if you know where Versailles is. Do we, can oh, we get so a feel? Like ways out. Can we get a feel it's of like how few hours on the train? Of how like uh, hoity-toity it is. Oh, it, it it is very obviously a uh, you know basically small town. It's on the outskirts, uh, you know. Modern day, like I said, it would be kind of like a suburb of Paris, but back in the 20s, it was very much kind of its own separate town. And it was a uh, very, you know, kind of farm-focused town. All right. I'll, I'll try to go incognito, uh, I guess. And actually, looking at it, it's about an hour and a half on the, the train. Not quite as far as I thought, but I'm yeah. thinking we'll see. We'll do some recon, but I'm thinking it might be better for uh, Clifton to just be the. Well, I guess it depends. On... Never mind. We'll see what we see. Because we know, we now know, process. not just <laughs> what. Uh... Sorry, go on. We know now the specific location in the town now right because of that's that secondary spelling you know the area i mean like the the address that would have been in the late 1700s doesn't quite translate to you know modern addresses but yeah you would be able to get into the area for sure We might need to ask some questions of some locals. And by we, I suppose it's probably going to mean me. Well, I mean, I can okay. too. So say we, uh, we get the train, assuming we aren't accosted by werewolves. Uh, no, just we one. That, just one werewolf. That neighborhood. <laughs> just, we brush him off. And, and we see it transform <laughs> uh, for Stokes' pleasure. Yep. <laughs> You see it transform, you all die. <laughs> Good campaign, guys. Cool, that's fun. I like it. I especially like the part where we randomly died. Yeah. Sorry, in joke, everybody. Uh, <laughs> our, our, our friend Dave Stokes has, uh, we'll say he has baggage involving werewolves. <laughs> and I have baggage involving campaigns in which people randomly die when they walk into a room. <laughs> hey, hey, wow. neither of us died. That's true. Thank God. That's true. So what's our plan here? Are we just going to roam the, 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 the town until we find uh, a place that very clearly stands out? Or are we going to look, are we going to go somewhere that might have this information? I mean, the library so... should have the local maps. Um, or sorry, go ahead. Oh, Tom. good. Another library. Another library. Uh, Clifton, you you would know from what you were able to find that uh, it would be on Rue Saint Etrienne. Uh, you don't know where specifically, but somewhere on there it would have to be. Okay, so I, I say this, I repeat this. It's on 
It should be on Rue Saint-Etrian. Uh, I'm just going to guess at the spelling there. And um, I point out the sign so everyone else knows what sign to look for, what street we're on. Although I suppose when we're on the street, the streets go one, they're linear. So anyways, um, <laughs> so we're going to look for, a cat did not see anything I saw from the dream, right? I had to describe everything to her. Correct. Right. So that's not going to help anybody but me, even if that is maybe real related, which we have not confirmed. Okay. Well, let's just look for now. Um, Buy a map is if there, there's one available. Just, is, is a spot hidden appropriate for this? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. No, it's just opposed to asking local. Once you are able to bring the group to the right street, uh, it actually doesn't take you very long to realize. Oh, there's literally only a few uh, kind of lots on the area, and there is only one that would be large enough that it would have held. A comp's villa. Are these like, and, yeah, like multiple acres, you know? Uh, that we're the, the one that is obviously going to be the the correct one is an acreage at the end of uh, the the street, and uh, it looks like it actually is uh, kind of. It looks like it hasn't been terribly well maintained until recently, uh, but it is a very large, uh, now it is kind of a nice-ish uh, residence. And you see there's basically a small house towards the, the back of the lot and a lawn with a uh, drive leading up to it. And... Uh oh, okay. this is the area. For those of you listening to the audio, a map has just appeared. <laughs> you say that like Water that's, you know, inherently hey, a bad thing. This isn't D&D. &D. Just because the map doesn't mean we're going to have a fight. We've, we've had several maps tonight and no fights yet. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll take this back. Uh, we have a map where our individual tokens actually matter. <laughs> As, as opposed to that's, a street map of Paris. <laughs> At least it's not a grid. Yeah, but there's shadow okay, so techniques here. So I'm going to pull a and, so uh, and tones, dynamic play. lighting. Yeah, I was going to say, am I supposed to be able to see the interior of the building? Because I can see the interior of the building. Yeah, uh, because those are uh, the, the kind of bluish lines. Those are very large windows. It's like big... Uh, like bay windows sort of yeah yeah so can i see this figure then uh yeah you see a uh i mean you're you guys are a ways away but you do see a a man in the kitchen uh he appears to be uh, uh sitting at a small table and uh you can't tell what he's reading but he appears to be reading something you're you're far enough away it's kind of hard to tell we're going to need a cover story uh, yes, that's what I was. I'd like to discuss this because I'm gonna need help for coming up with one. Um, what time of the day is it? I mean, done? obviously, it's Tuesday. Oh, what time of day? <laughs> no, it's Wednesday now, isn't it? Um, we uh, can. Also... Well, I mean, you know, he's gonna. 
He's gonna look at he's gonna point to the sun and say, oh, it looks to be about eleven o'clock in the morning or whatever it is." Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we. Uh, Case says that uh, say and Simon should be married. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't necessarily mean like who is Cat married to this time. Um, <laughs> love being the, the, why are we, the group? It's just like why are we here? You know, on this, this person's property. Um, so we we could just tell them the truth. Obviously, honestly, not the whole truth, but okay, like, that's one option. We could say that we're researching the compt and that we are under the understanding that this lot may have been owned by him in the past, and we would like their permission to take a look around. Um, to do some research or something, which is all true. Or, 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 I'm a wealthy American who is looking to purchase a nice home in the um, this uh, in a quaint town near Paris. You're gonna try to buy this guy's uh, house, and I would <laughs> love. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's a. It's a grift. That's actually Mr. not grifter. <laughs> like, you, know, you know what? Oh, wait. Here's the problem, though. Crap. Oh, this is a terrible idea. Why? Uh, Clifton is not interested as person by nature, and he's terrible at lying. So, if I'm gonna be doing the talking, maybe I should not be lying about that type of thing, <laughs> because I will fail almost certainly. Just remembered, I didn't put any points in fast talk. Yeah, Simon doesn't I mind lying. Every He's, single time I try to do it. I would like to point out, Brian, that during character creation, <laughs> I said, hey, do you want to put anything in Fast Talk? And you're like, uh, I, I, I kind of want to be a terrible liar. Fine. That's really funny. Yeah, no, it does, it, the character concept, he's just not duplicitous. Like this is He's never had to. He's charming and persuasive and rich. Why would he have to lie about anything? <laughs> And so now it's like this is biting him in the ass. But you know that's how. Then, then I say we tell the truth. Like, but I just, I'm just saying, if you like, don't like lying. Yeah. Uh, well. <sighs> okay. Well, we don't have to say like, every. We don't have to say that there's an evil artifact that might be buried here. I have a feeling that uh, yeah, as but... they're arguing, Simon might just sneak off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, where, where did Simon go? Yeah, <laughs> where did Simon go? His his token's still there. I like the idea that during most of these conversations, Silvio is just like this. Just face front <laughs> gently. Probably. Um, That's, yeah. My That's, guess would be fairly yeah. accurate. Either that or like well, thousand yard stare into the distance reminiscing about his, you know, home <laughs> yeah, or something. Minor episode. Or he's like... So, or he's just shaking his head at these rich people. Well, as Simon was, you know, coming up on the house, I am going to need a uh, stealth roll from you. Oh sure. Can we? Try and spot him. I got a hard success. You you can try. Spot hidden. It's still your regular success versus Simon's hard success. No, is not good enough. Yeah. Uh oh. 
And he's gone again. (laughs) Our companion is gone. Wonderful. It's okay. Simon is competent. That man is so rude sometimes. He's good at what he does. Although at some point... Annoying me? At some point, you should (laughs) ask him what he does for a living. But (laughs) for now, I don't think it's important. Um, All right. New plan. New plan, and she relatively your arm. Yes, we're we'll just be vaguely truthful without bringing too much, and I will rely on my legendary, charming manner. I'm checking out this shed here, by the way. Save us all. So, uh, Josh, I got a question about what I'm seeing here. The yep. um, the kitchen that we can peek in the bay windows, mm-hmm. is that uh, reminiscent of the kitchen where the family was in the dream? Uh, from this distance, it's too hard to tell. However, I will tell you that the yard definitely giving you some deja vu. Okay, the the first yard or the or the second, uh, not the not the big. Uh, the yard, right? not the garden. Okay, where the, oh boy. Okay, uh, so getting deja vu from the thing where the zombies tried to pull me into the earth. So maybe he's going to be walking gingerly. Um, in fact, he's going to mention something. Uh, this is to Katrina. Is Silvio just sort of following close behind us or? I would assume so. Yes. Yeah. So he's going to seem to say, like, uh, so FYI, because uh, that's totally a phrase in 1923. Uh, <laughs> FYI, um, the, this garden, or this, this yard, uh, really looking a lot like the yard where the zombie arms tried to get me in the dream. Oh, relax, money dear. It was only a dream, she says sarcastically. And, and, and hop along honest. with you. So it would probably be uncouth to, to not take the path, right? We should probably take the path. Take the path. If we're not looking like we're trespassing. Yeah. We are. We are mm-hmm. we oh, are there's a lady. There's a man and a lady. Am I close enough now to see if I recognize either of them? So uh, you are close enough to recognize that's not a lady. That's a little girl. And you are... 100% sure that that is the same little girl from your dream. Playing with doll. A shadow of a doubt. Son of a bitch. So hits, you know, like Clifton stops in his tracks and like just like and it's like that's her, that's the girl. I'm certain of it. Were they in danger in your dream as well or just you? Uh I didn't register any danger to them, besides them being in the general proximity of the simulacrum that seemed to be killing everything around it. But, uh, well, I don't think they were in danger. I mean, not the dream, at least. Everyone look out for zombie arms from the ground. (laughs) Hustle, 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 hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so wait, where's the entrance? Yeah, where is this path? Simon, just gonna what is that, that, this, this building? 
Yeah, there's like an outbuilding over here. It's a garage. So you guys are close enough that uh, this is essentially the drive, and it leads to this building was a carriage house that has now been converted into a garage. There's no car in it that you can see, uh, which you guys kind of have a viewpoint that you can see most of the garage. Um, but uh, <laughs> you are able to see Simon walking out of it. Uh, this right here does appear to be the main entrance to the home. Okay. Well, let's knock. Ring ding dong. Okay. Uh, sorry, trying to pay attention to chat and some other things going on. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Uh, you, uh, well, there's no bell. You just have to, to knock. And uh, at this time, the gentleman of the house was already coming to the door because... Uh, about the time that you guys were, you know, walking up, the the little girl probably saw you guys out the window and called to her her daddy. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so he opens up the door. Hello. Uh, uh, uh yeah. Bonjour. Uh, bonjour, Monsieur. Uh, Jim Appel, you know, blah, that's all I got for French, so I'm not going to keep doing that. But, um, <laughs> that's more than I've got. I'm, um, yeah, uh, I suppose, yeah, I'm Montgomery Fairchild. Uh, I'm here, uh, I'm here in France uh, from, uh, by way of England. Um, we are researching uh, some pre- revolution events in the area and may i say that you sir have a lovely home uh, and i'm gonna he's you. gonna try and lay on the lay on the charm like real like i mean i don't, I don't know how much i can yeah but like yeah, he's gonna go first ahead. he's gonna totally disarm the guy magnetic charm uh there's the nice success very nice <clears throat> <clears throat> so yeah, uh, he seems kind of, I mean, confused that you're here, but he seems like you know, oh hi, you seem like a nice enough gentleman. And then is the, the little girl is uh, is like off off is right there on the where I see her on the on the map, right? Uh yeah, she's kind of hiding yeah. around the corner, peeking out at you guys. Okay, so I'll you know say hello, uh, whatever the French word for small child is, <laughs> um, and what is your name? Petite. Yeah, there's a diminutive Petite. word for S M O L. Yeah, she the she you know definitely ducks behind the corner when you are talking to her more. Uh, is is there something I can help you with, sir? Yes, of course. I'm sorry. 
So, as I said, my companions and I are in the area researching some events from uh, just before the revolution. And I was hoping that you would allow us uh, to maybe take a look around the ground. Perhaps answer oh. some questions if you would be so kind. Also, if we could get some soil samples. Uh, okay, uh, he seems very confused by this, but, um, well, if, if you'd like to come in, you're, you're more than welcome. Merci, merci. And Do I have he... anything on, oh, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, he, he switches over to English. Uh, am, am I to understand that... English, English is your native tongue. It is, and of my companions, they unfortunately are not particularly well versed in français. Ah, well, I uh, appreciate you. You'll have to excuse uh, my poor English. I am not very practiced at it. Uh, we we only have a few English speakers here in town. Uh, I learned while I was at school. It does seem that uh, this property has been recently uh, refurbished. Have you taken ownership only recently? Uh, we've lived here uh, nearly a year. Uh, it, it, it was an empty lot when we bought it, but uh, when we moved here. I, I'm actually the, the town doctor. Uh, when we moved here to uh, set up my practice, uh, we were able to get this uh, significant lot for a very affordable price. Are you aware of the reason why? Uh, superstitions about the, the land. Uh, don't know all the details, uh, former owner, uh, the horrible things, ghosts, you know. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Did, when you built, uh, did you find any old foundations? Uh, there really wasn't, you know, anything really left here. Uh, there there clearly was the rubble of an old building that was on the lot, but uh, nothing, nothing still standing. What about a basement level? Anything like that? Uh, no, uh, there, there likely was one from at least the, the structure that was left behind, but it had clearly been filled in. And uh, if you can excuse me, let, let me call down my wife. Absolutely. And he kind of will come up here and you see he kind of passes into the stairwell. He invited us in though, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are free to come some, inside. Yeah, we could take some, some first steps inside. Mm-hmm. Just kind of hang around the living room area. Yeah. And I yeah, will I'm be... Assuming... And... Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? This is also the guy from the dream, now that I have spoken to him face-to-face. -face. 
you're pretty sure. You're not quite as sure as you were with the little girl, but you are pretty sure it's the same guy. Um, we'll mention that again, like, you know, in a very way. The little girl seeing Cap come in, uh, she instantly kind of makes sure that she is within line of sight of you. She hides behind a chair and is kind of peeking up over it at you. I will wave at her and then take out my my cards. Oh no. And do just like a little card trick, like a like a fan and like that kind of thing. Oh, I thought you were gonna read um, her fortune and then it, no, it, no. it's all dark <laughs> and dismal. I doubt, I doubt she speaks English. Um but yeah, I'll, I'm just gonna do some 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 simple like sleight of hand card tricks. Yeah, uh, she sees you doing this, and she instantly lights up and kind of giggles. Still, still hiding behind the chair, but uh, <laughs> it is clear that uh, her her fear has lessened. I won't. I won't like pressure. I won't like move closer or pressure her to come out. I'm just gonna like. Showing that I'm a nice person, I'm not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, not long afterwards, uh, the gentleman of the house and his wife both come out. And, uh, yeah. Uh, she is... The, the best way to describe it is she looks like she is very tired. I'm going to give you guys a chance. Roll psychology. Yes, please. So I got a success, and Simon got a hard success. Finally got one of my psychology rolls. I think I rolled like eight of them today. (laughs) Wow. All of you guys did get at least a success. Um... You're able to tell that she she's not tired. It's actually she appears to be in pain and hiding it. Oh my! Uh, but we're not sure okay. what kind. He he mentioned he was a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm uh, assuming when he... they say doctor, they mean doctor of medicine. Physician, yes. probably. Yeah. Uh, he, at this point, introduces himself and his wife. Uh, I'm sorry, I hadn't uh, introduced myself before. My name is uh, Christian Lorenz. Uh, this is my wife, Veronique. And uh, this is my daughter, and kind of gestures over to the little girl hiding behind the chair, uh, Quitteri. Can you drop those names into the chat so that I know them? Yep. Yes, please. Uh, because they're... <laughs> Okay Something there. looks familiar. Yep. Okay. Oh, Lo- Lorian. Okay, I thought so, there was a Lorenz. Lorian. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. I may have misspoke. It's Lorian. Lor. Lor- However, it's pronounced. It's pronounced how it's pronounced. Gotcha. No, sure. I just 
yep. the thing with the assassin's familiar like from some other notes but i'm probably whatever okay uh, is this the woman from the dream oh yeah you're you're much more sure about her than the husband you're not you're not entirely sure why you're more sure about her but uh yeah definitely and i this is look, probably but sorry can i roll first aid to try and just <laughs> to eyeball diagnose her to see if i can at least get an idea about what's what what she's suffering from or at least you know like a clue can i also roll sure. my 100 uh for first aid <laughs> oh, god yeah, he succeeded very nice. Uh, okay. Why wow, you've got a good first aid check? Uh, uh, Simon, is that a success? Um, no, it's not. Okay. I would have had to spend uh, a few, couple of points, but okay. I'm running low. Uh, so, Clifton, you are able to tell that she appears to be favoring her left arm. Uh, you're not sure what, but, uh, you know, what's going on, but for whatever reason, she's kind of holding her left arm at a funny, you know, in a funny way, trying to give it extra support. Um, yeah, she, she does seem to be, you know, concerned more about her left arm. Uh, you mentioned you're a doctor. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, this is totally uh, not to the point, but I was just wondering, do you have any cells or anything for burns? Uh, I I would. Uh, have you been injured? Oh, yeah, I got burned a little while back. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, one moment, and he kind of goes off into this side <laughs> room over here, and... <laughs> If you could sit on the, the chair over there, oh, sure. uh, I can I can help you out while we are chatting. Perfect. Thank you. And we should introduce can ourselves. I, well. Yeah, we should we really retro. Can we kind of like retcon and be like we when he introduced themselves, we said our names and stuff just to not have been super weird or rude. Because <laughs> that. No, you guys were super weird and rude, and that's okay. Yeah, it's like, cool, <laughs> cool name. Do you have any burn medication? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you, can, you can introduce yourselves now. Yeah, Marco? I, Montgomery Fairchild. And I am Katarina. Well, it is <laughs> nice to meet you. Um... And he starts tending to your mostly healed burns. And, uh, yeah, uh, what is it that that I can help you with for your, your research? We believe the superstitions tied to this lot may uh, stem from events that occurred in the, just on the eve of the revolution. Um, and we've been researching this, these incidents. So we're just very keenly interested in the estate that you live on. Oh, well, I mean, I, as I said, we haven't lived here long. Uh, 
what kind of information can I provide for you? Um, let's see. Like, would he be able well, to you know where are... the previous garden was? Uh, while you guys are chatting, the wife goes to the kitchen to make tea for everybody. Okay. Uh, you ask him about the garden. I, I couldn't say. When we purchased the the location, it. I will be honest with you. It was entirely grown over, and uh, we had to actually have uh, workers from the town come clear the the foliage. And the uh, the only thing that was on the property is the carriage house, uh, which was apparently built after whatever it was that you're interested in happened. It was used for storage by the locals here. Uh, we had that converted into a garage, hoping that we might be able to purchase an automobile soon. As, as a very quick retcon, when the when the wife goes off to to make tea, if she like announces that, mm -hmm. um, Katarina will will kind of hop in and be like, "Oh, please allow me to assist you." Oh uh, yeah, she she absolutely invites you to to come. Um, cool. So I want to spend just a minute or two just chatting with her. Nothing, mm -hmm. nothing pointed, nothing about the research, nothing like that. Just trying to get a sense for her. I think Kat should definitely have art tea as a skill. I know. I, I, I need to add that, I feel like. It, it uh, I have a perception. Actually, art cooking in general would include okay. things like that. I need so, to add yeah. that. Yeah. I definitely do. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have you roll psychology talking okay. to her. Okay. I succeed. Mm. Uh, yeah, you can now that you're up close and she's actually working with her hands she is absolutely trying to avoid using her left arm or hand for anything that she can. She's trying to make it, you know uh, less obvious that she's doing so uh, but it is clear that her her left arm is paining her and she's trying to avoid using it um, it, you don't see anything like physical wrong with it. Uh, but yeah, other than that, she seems very, you know, upbeat. Uh, she, you know, chatting with you, she, she talks very highly of her husband and what he's doing. And, uh, it's clear that she is still in love with him and she absolutely loves her little girl. Oh. So I'll. So, yeah. You, you can you can move back to the other group if you want, but at some point I'll like offhandedly, you know, if we're in here for a short enough or a long enough period of time, um, that there's like a lull in the conversation. At some point I will, um, make a, a, a somewhat of a show of being like, whew, I did not get a lot of sleep last night. You know, I have been having these terrible, terrible dreams, and see if she reacts to that in any way like oh yes me too or anything like that uh not quite as obvious as that but you can tell from the look on her face that 
she she gets you. She's okay. feeling you. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I have a question about something. Mm-hmm. Um, this garden that resembles the, or no, I'm sorry, this yard that resembles the yard in the first scene of the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I entered the house, in the dream, I entered the house, then turned around, and, and instead of a yard, it had become this palatial garden. Mm-hmm. Um, spatially, can I, like, guess at where the simulacrum was, was place mm. in the dream based on you know what i mean like if you overlaid yeah. the garden on the yard right i'd be able to guess where the simulacrum was like located in the dream itself you know what i mean so am i, am I uh, being clear here yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying it's kind of hard to say just because you know dream world uh, it's kind of wibbly wobbly um <laughs> but your best guess is that it would be kind of east of the house. So somewhere in like this direction. Right. Somewhere in this like kind of. Yeah. Somewhere in the entire east part of the map. Yes. Yeah. Just like. Is this the drive? (laughs) I'm just messing up. The driveway is also looks new. Yes. Is it paved or is it just like a trail? No, it's just a just a dirt drive. Okay. That's what I thought. Did the workers find anything interesting when they uh, cleaned out the area? Uh, not that I recall. They they did say there was a lot of stonework that had to be removed, a lot of rubble. Uh, I didn't really supervise it, so I can't really say 100% for certain, but you know what? Now that you bring this up, I did get I did get an odd letter a couple of weeks back that sounds kind of similar to what you're what you're talking about here. Uh, let me let me see if I can find it. And he goes back into that that side room that Silvio is currently standing by. He's playing his and, guitar in front of. Yeah. Uh, comes he comes back after a minute or two, and uh, he hands Simon this letter. Uh, it didn't really make sense to me, but uh, it it's kind of sounding like whoever this is was looking into some of the things that you were looking into. So, somebody want to read that? Yep. The letter contents are 50 Rue Street, Etienne, Lausanne, Switzerland. To whom it may concern, I realize that I am a complete stranger and that this letter may well mean nothing to you. My name is Edgar Wellington, and I am researching the history of a statue known most commonly as the Sedefkar Simulacrum. I recently came into possession of an old scroll which presents an intriguing description of this item. It petique, it, this piqued my interest and I'm now endeavoring to trace the simulacrum, uh, to trace the simulacrum. My search has led me to your address. The name is probably meaningless to you, but through my researches, I have learnt that the last recorded resting place of the piece of art was in the house that occupied your land in the late 18th century. 
the statue was an Arabian artifact lost during the events of 1789. Its last owner was a German nobleman who once lived where you live today. Please, I ask that if you have heard any local stories regarding this item, or maybe found any traces of the old house and its possessions on your land which might give a clue as to the eventual fate of the object, would you be so kind as to write to me a summary of the information? I apologize for the rather strange nature of my request, but I feel that I should pursue whatever leads remain to me. I hope that you will, go, you will not go to any great length regarding this. Yours most sincerely, Edgar Wellington. Hmm. And I think that's where we're going to call it for the evening. That's a good lead. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this evening. Uh, we will be getting next session, seeing if we can find out what secrets lie in this house and the grounds around it. So we will be uh, playing, hopefully, with everybody there uh, next Tuesday at 7 o'clock Central. So thank you to the new followers and the new subscriber this evening. We really appreciate you guys sticking around, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.